Buenos dias, motherfuckers. We are back again. Fuck. Trying out my Spanish, man. You hating on me? Buenos dias, motherfuckers. That was your Spanish? What you want me to say? Cabron. That would have made more sense to what buenos, you were going for. Buenos dias, cabron. <laughs> Cabrones. <another> one. <laughs> Unless you're talking to one specific person. You want to know the, the S at the end. Uh, what? I didn't. I didn't uh, what? You, I didn't, you said buenos dias, cabron, like you were talking to one person. It's buenos dias, cabrones. It was like more than one. It, it, it's supposed to be like an individual experience when you're listening to it, you know, like they're the third geek, you know. So I actually said it right, actually. Don't fuck up my intro, man. Buenos dias, cabron. Now, let's go. So you're we're, calling the one person listening. It, we're back, I, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> opening up with insulting our fans. We are huh? back. I love you guys, man. Hugs. Does he? Hugs. More like middle fingers. Like, oh, yeah. Hugs, amigos and amigas. <laughs> I don't know how, but this... this I don't know how, but this is cultural appropriation right now. No, I don't know what it is, but this I'm is appropriation at its finest. I'm trying to learn I know my Spanish <laughs> before Blue Beetle comes out. You could have, so you could watch, <laughs> so I can watch it, so I can watch it without the subtitles. <laughs> this is the movie's in English, asshole. It's actually gonna have a lot of Spanish in it. Actually, they say. They say it's going to have a lot of Spanish in it. So who's the asshole now? Hmm? Still you, Cabron. bitch. Cabron. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I'm not teaching you what it means I know either. it's You're go ahead and figure I do that. know what it means. I want you to walk into the movie theater, say hi to somebody Hispanic, and it call actually, him Cabron. And it see what means like male goat, but it could also mean slang for like bastard is what, I, is what Google told me. Yeah, I'm not going to call anybody Cabron. Come on, start a bar fight or something? You want me to start a Corona fight? <laughs> Yeah, but well, we are back, man. This whole experience was racist oh, as so, fuck. I know I'm it was. I'm so sorry, man. How was your weekend, man? Fuck you. You don't care. How was your weekend, man? What are you talking about? It was all right. It was all right. That's it. Yeah. That's all we get. It's all right. Yeah. Nothing crazy. I mean, nothing too crazy. I get what you mean. This is just a weekend. Yeah. A new PR in the gym. I mean, okay, yeah. okay. Deadlifted 440. Okay. You know, it's not like a whole lot, but it's just, you know, surgery knee. So, like, mm. you know, still could kind of fight past that to be able to do certain things. So, it's PR for me. I get you. Yeah. Other than that, no, nothing too crazy. I had a rare, I had a rare, rare day off on the weekend for once. Yeah. Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Oh, I'm usually off on Sundays. Oh. But, yeah. So, two day weekend? Mm hmm. For once. That when you did all the Spanish learning? Yeah, I actually started on, I started on Thursday. I, I used to know I used to know like um, eight Spanish words like, <laughs> that I that I had in my repertoire but I lost them over time you know they say you don't use it yeah, you, you lose, lose it, it you yeah. know but yeah I had some I had some I had some bangers man you had some bangers under your belt yes they were for the amigas for the this piece of shit. What we got first man. on the list, bro? First on the list today, man. Let's jump into the shits, man. We're talking about Fantastic Four, um, which is on the way from Marvel. Um, it was being written by, I'm not sure who, but now it's being re- <laughs> it's being. Does that really matter? Nobody cares. being yeah. rewritten. It's being rewritten now by Josh Friedman, who um, was the story writer of Avatar, Way of the Water. Fantastic Four finna be fire as hell now. Fire as hell. Oh, that shit gonna be phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think, you know, bringing in a, a writer who just come, coming off of a film as big as, and as impactful as that, I think shows like, you know, the dedication to making this like mm-hmm. one of the 
greatest movies they have because this is like this is this is huge. This is Fantastic Four because a lot of people I think because of the film history of Fantastic Four, people forget that Fantastic Four used to be the world's best selling comic. You know what? You know what's crazy? I never saw the Michael B. Jordan Fantastic Four series. Don't don't. It was bad. Don't see it. Was it worse than the original two? Absolutely. The original two, yeah, because the, the first, like, there are parts of the, the original. Two. There, there are parts of the original two. Like, I kind of look at the original two kind of like the same way I look at the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Like, there's some good in this, but there's like some bad in it too, and it kind of mm-hmm. overshadows it. Uh, so, so those two were just way better than Michael B. Jordan's in. Right? Absolutely. Right. Uh, let's not call I, it Michael B. Jordan. He's the only <laughs> actor I know by name from those gotcha. movies. Like, that's gotcha. the only reason why I say. I know, obviously, I'm aware it's not his fault, but like, you know. Who did he play? He was Johnny Storm in that shit? Yeah, he was Johnny Storm. But the movie was just terrible. Was it, it was just, just unsavable. I never saw it. The movie was just, yeah. I never yeah. saw it. I don't even, I don't even want to even joke about a retro review. Let's not even. No. We get retro review, you know, the first the two. The first two? Okay. You know what I would always, I would like to see too if we get find out, you know, somehow get our hands on it? Hmm. You know, there was one actually before the first two in the 90s. That was like direct to DVD uh, type shit. Before DVD, oh so uh, VHS, DHS. yeah. But I think it was supposed to come out in theaters, and it got canceled. And then for whatever reason, the movie was actually still com- kind of completed, and then like, <coughs> it just had this like limited release or something like that or whatever. Or you can only find it. You can only fire it, find it. You know, you know, umpires. Life. I don't just. I don't think you can like find it. You can't go to the store and get it, but. Yeah, I would like yeah. to see that because I've heard. I've heard that like while the movie is not good, like special effects wise or like. You know, whatever, but I've heard that the, the, the characterizations are not that bad. Okay. So, yeah. We have a cast for Fantastic Four yet? No, we don't know anything. We don't know who's playing it. We don't know who's, I don't think we know, we don't know who's directing it. We don't know who's writing it. We don't know who's directing it. Hmm. You got anybody in mind that you'd like to see as uh, any of these characters? Oh, actor is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, nobody? No. Okay. No, you, I, you don't want to see The Rock as a thing. Let's no. no Vin no. Diesel as Mr. Fantastic. No, Michelle Rodriguez, no. Johnny Storm. Because let's be honest, she wouldn't be invisible. <laughs> She'd be a tougher character than that. <laughs> She'd be a more dynamic character than that. Oh my god, yeah. jeez. Um, nah, I don't, I'm I, you know I'm cool with unknowns. You know I'm, I'm cool with people who we haven't necessarily seen because it it, it it really let, it lets us immerse ourselves. So unknown as in like even no name actors? Or you mean just like actors that aren't part of the MCU or anything? Either or, heroic. either one of those where okay. it's like they're not either part of the MCU, but we may know them or just I, I <coughs> cool with somebody we just never seen before. You know, chance, but they're really really good. Okay. You know, so I'm, I'm open to to those. Seth Rogen as you know, oh, invisible yeah. one. No guys, man. I'm invisible. <laughs> no, not down for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck, I was going to say something, you made me forget. <laughs> you made me forget. It was going to be, oh, no, I'll tell you, though, I don't know who, um, like, who I would want to, um... See, play in this? Direct it. Oh, direct, all right. But, you know, I feel like a lot of these Marvel projects that are coming up, like, they're going to be, like, the big, big ones. Fantastic Four, The Avengers, uh, King Dynasty, and all that shit. I feel like the only director they have like that's in house right now that I feel like he should be at the top of all of these lists. That I, I feel like I don't see him at the top of all of these lists. They were asking him when he was like doing um, press for Wakanda Forever, but I feel like Ryan Coogler should be like at the top of everybody's list for these. Like because every two Black Panther movies that he's turned in, he's had to balance a multitude of characters while like you know what I'm saying, mm. like centering on a main character too, like have these massive this massive world building and just like man his movies just got the flavor to him man like 
It's like, you know, I don't mean to say no pun intended, but it's like he, he put some, some some homeschool seasoning on that motherfucker. Like he just, <laughs> I don't know, man. Coogler just got a style. Just, I would love to see be brought to like an Avengers film. And I also think that you're like, you know, your best, your best black director. Let's show us that you, you're, you're, you, you trust him enough more than to just do the, the all black cast movies. I wouldn't mind seeing him doing Avengers movie. I wouldn't see him doing Avengers film. The Russo brothers, they're not really part of this anymore, huh? They're moving away from it, you know what I'm Damn, saying? They man. said they would come back for, you know, like a, a, a secret war or something like that. Or no, it was something else they said. Not secret war. They named a specific project. It was a specific project they Damn. were like they would come back for. But I don't want to see them again. No? No. I didn't mind theirs. Yeah, but I feel style. like we've gotten... I feel like <clears> what's, <throat> going, what's cool about the Avengers movies, even, even if it wasn't on purpose, I think it's kind of cool that we got two Josh Whedon ones. We got... We got a Russo saga kind of because we got they did Winter Soldier, they did um, uh, uh, Civil War, mm. then they did Infinity War, and then they did Endgame. So we kind of got like a Avenger, uh, Russo saga. I want to see and somehow though they, that all feels like it connects, even though it has different directors. Mm. Like, but they but they feel stylistically different. I want another, you know, what I'm saying another style to come in because that's kind of like how comic books are, where you have like a run. And it it has one writer's you know style and his isms and all that stuff, and then another writer comes on and it it, it has to pick up where that last run left off, but he brings his own style into it. And, you know, since you, you don't think that that's part of the reason why some of these more recent Marvel movies aren't hitting as well? I don't think mean? no, because no, no, because the Avengers movies. We're just talking about Avengers movies. I, I'm talking okay. I was talking about the movies for these next projects. Period. I wasn't just. Well, if we're saying like Coogler for Avengers, okay. right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I, saying, I would like to see him do right. an Avengers movie, and, and then maybe the Russos work on other, you know, whatever else. Oh, about. something like so. Like, yeah, Russo's, I don't mean them coming back for Avengers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, oh, like, yeah. you know, yeah, I'd be down to see Russo's take on like, like how like friends like Raimi came back and he did Doctor Strange. Like, he didn't come back and do Spider Man. Like, I would be okay with him coming back and doing Fantastic Four or something like that. Right. You know, that would be kind of cool. Or you know, or something else, or something another bigger than that, another team or something like that. Right, right. I, I get that. I get what you're saying. But just for an Avengers movie, like I like this idea of like having these different style directors come in and give us like the identity kind of like for that saga with those Avengers movies. I feel like you don't you don't think that that these movies would benefit more with with maybe just a little consistency. Like if let's say you see Coogler, right? Doesn't it Coogler? Coogler, yeah. right? If Coogler came back for like the next Avengers, and then you know next to the movies, whoever, 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 the next Avengers he comes back again. If he does, if he does, I'm saying, like, you see okay. what I'm saying? Like, if there was more consistency with some of these, like, same name projects, you know what I mean? Like, Avengers yeah, this, like, Avengers that, Avengers this. Well, well, yeah. And Wakanda forever set up a lot of, like, the, the, the future of Marvel. Like, you know, mm-hmm. some of the, the government characters and stuff like that. So, I think you would have that, that would kind of be, like, his Civil War, essentially. Because he had all these other characters in Wakanda forever. Riri Williams, Martin Freeman's character, um, the Victoria character, the government agent lady. Like, it had all the of Veronica's name, whatever. Like it had these other like world building characters in it. So maybe that's their maybe that's his Civil War, right? And then you give him an Avengers movie that's his Infinity War, and then let him do another one that's kind of like his Endgame. And then he's kind of got like his own Marvel saga, just kind of like the Russos did. And then you keep that consistency. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that could be cool. That could be cool. I'd be down with that. I'd yeah. be down with that. I wouldn't mind seeing him do an Avengers project. See how that turns out. Yeah. I'm sure that shit gonna be fired, but I would like to see his twists and turns. You know, and what I mean? cool. I mean, he's got an amazing like resume. He don't really miss. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, he don't really miss. And he's an amazing writer too. That's amazing. <coughs> like, he, also, he also like wrote both the Black Panthers. Yeah, phenomenal. So like he's yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind seeing him like consistently be there for bigger projects. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
But that's interesting. Marvel making some pretty good decisions. It looks like they're heading in a good direction. We just saw the Secret Invasion trailer. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That looks I didn't like mind that at all. It looks like Marvel's, you know, uh, I don't want to jump the gun, but it looks like it could be a, you know, a return to form. Also, and, and you so, know what? And if it is, I'm glad they did it with Samuel Jackson. Yes, you got. We, I'm glad they did it with. This shit, yeah, bro. I'm glad they did it with Fury, bro. I'm glad they did it with Fury for sure. Yeah, it looks like a real dope, like yeah, it didn't look like they're espionage like, sci-fi thriller type. Obviously, this is just it's a like, trailer, almost but, like Winter Soldier, but with like sci-fi alien elements. Right. It's just a trailer, but it doesn't look like they like skimped out on any effects. No, you know I mean? it looks no. like they put a pretty good amount of budget into this. Yeah, they say it's a, it's a big. They say it's a big project. They say it's it's because remember they were thinking about this being like it's it's almost like a film. Mm. It's, it's just huge. I'm with it. And, it, you know, Samuel Jack, Nick Fury is going to be very, I think we're going to see a darker Nick Fury in this. Because they say Nick Fury is like almost like a, he's like a, ever since, because they really didn't get into this in the movies because there was a lot of stuff going on. But they say like Nick Fury in this series, Samuel Jack said this himself, like one of the things he's dealing with is like Tony Stark died. And that's a huge thing for him. Like, you know, he was, he brought Tony Stark, one of, like one of the first heroes that he brought in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He had like a son relationship with him and that's affecting him. That Nat is dead. You know, he's on there for years. Black right? Widow, Black Widow is dead. Mm. The Avengers are broken, so he just doesn't have that same spirit anymore. Like the same hopeful look he had on right. And that's also why Samuel they say he doesn't, he doesn't wear the, he doesn't wear the eye patch in this because, um, you know, he's not that guy anymore. The eye patch is like this indestructible guy. He doesn't really feel like he's that version of Nick Fury anymore. Makes sense. He got like a full like old man beard. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's yeah, yeah. real grizzled, and we're gonna see like a real like. You know what I'm saying? Back against the wall, spy Nick Fury. I know this is obviously not the same actor, but I want to see like an equalizer ish esque kind of type. Yeah, type character. Yes, 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 yes. I want to see Nick Fury go I off see, in this Yeah, movie. I want to see him finally put. I mean, he's been putting in work since yeah. like the first movie. First, first Avengers movie, kind he like pulled out that lock rocket right. launcher and shot that bitch right, out. Absolutely. But like, I well, want to see scene, him go in with some. Like some a little scene they gave him in Winter Soldier. Yeah. When he was yeah, in the car and they were trying to kill him in the car and shit. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I want to see him going in, bro. I, I, I'm equalizer shit. I want to see yeah, that. I absolutely. See I don't want to say John Witt. A little, little yeah, much no, for uh, Samuel Jackson. We got to forget, forget he's like 70 or something yeah, like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Can't, the knees can't take that shit. But like, <laughs> Stunt doubles. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, no, no. That would be dope. Like, that, that would be dope. And this looks, this looks really good. You got Martin Freeman in there. Um, Amelia Clark as... who? First of all, we know who Amelia Clark's playing now. We know who she's playing now. She's, oh, she's playing okay. a scroll. And it's not just any scroll. It's Talos' daughter. Because they had said that Amelia Clark was playing a character we've actually already seen before. And we've seen Talos' daughter, I think, I believe, in Captain Marvel as a child, and now she's an adult. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I also like that the scrolls, actually, because this is like years later, and the scrolls are like all <laughs> nice in Captain Marvel. And this is years later, and obviously something's happened with them in the present day that's obviously, you know, caused them to, you know, either to turn. spread out and everything like that. Right. And to try to, like, possibly take over another planet. And I like the, the scrolls we've seen in the trailer, they really look scary. Oh, this. yeah. It, looks, it looks like some horror esque shit. You know, let yeah. me ask you something, though. Because I don't know if anybody picked up on this, and I think maybe because like Fantastic Four hasn't come out yet, so maybe they're not thinking about. But Are you gonna say Super Scroll? That guy who I extended saw, his hand, and it was like, was it like a Rocky punch or something? Is that what you're getting at? Well, it was. It looked like it was almost like a vine. Like he was like, like kind of looked like how uh, Kawaki shit looked when he punched Boruto. Okay, because like, there, there were two scenes in this where one of them was like extended a fist, and it looked Rocky and yes. strong, and then the next guy was like a vine kind of, kind of. Yeah, like he okay. shot some vines at his hand. I think like are these is this scroll is this like before obviously this is before the scrolls have come across or actually we don't know that because we don't know when Fantastic Four yeah. takes place but like say what if this scroll that we see is the precursor to the super scroll like this is like the before the super okay scroll. like experimenting up until the point where yeah. they find the super I hope so yeah. that'd can, be cool as it'd be kind of cool if super scroll was one of the bad guys in the Fantastic Four movie Mm, if not if bad. not the bad guy a bad guy especially if you want to connect, connect Fantastic to Four to what all this yeah. is going on 
and they're fighting the scrolls out in space, and that's how they got to come back. And then, yeah, or they get attacked in space because you know the whole cosmic thing. They got the powers or whatever. The mm, fuck out of space. Like they're doing a space journey, and then yeah. they get attacked by scrolls. Yeah, that's how they end. Up. And that's how they end up with whatever problem. Get hit by the rays and get their yeah, powers. Yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah, that could be interesting. I don't know. If, I don't know if I don't know if I wouldn't mind that, but I don't know how the Fantastic Four fans would feel about it. Like with it, with like it not being an accident. Because right. then that takes away the whole, like, Reed guilt thing and him trying to, like, cure the thing and all this. But you it could still have you, it. You could still you make still it, like, an act like, like, you know, I convinced you to come up here Yeah, yeah, like, nobody, everybody was like, nah, we can't do it, it's too dangerous, times right, right now are dangerous, the scroll right. issue, the and then and Reed's just like, there. stop being pussy, come right. with me, y'all right. pussy, y'all don't get in, last person in, rotten egg, and everybody got in the spaceship, went out there, and then things now really ugly. Right. Uh, Susan can't see your feet, and then Johnny's, you know, <laughs> million fucking Fahrenheit. Right. Yeah. Susan's OnlyFans page can no longer see her feet. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, <laughs> wow. It's 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 the it's the it's the Susan Storm with that like super revealing costume with the four was just like an open chest. Remember that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Marvel, whoever did that thing was wild and back then. Yeah, Marvel he, in the '90s was wild. He was definitely reflecting some of his own fantasies. Yeah, they was definitely yeah. like wild. Enough. Oh, let's talk about um. Let's talk about Don Cheadle in Secret Invasion because he's in there, right? Yeah. And Samuel Jackson said something um, in an interview recently about that, and he said that Don Cheadle is like, because hey, I don't think he they told they probably told him not to give it away, but we had already heard rumors a long time ago that Don Cheadle is actually the vice president now, that War Machine is actually the vice president now, vice president to to former General Ross, who was who was Secretary Ross, who is now President Ross, because right. there's been rumored for a long time that President that that Ross is now the president in the new Captain America movie. And Don Cheadle is his, uh, uh Rhodey is his vice president. Huh. And that, that's been rumored a long time for the Secret Invasion series. Now, here's the thing, because Samuel Jackson says that Don Cheadle's different in this because he's the president's right-hand man. He's going to do some things in this that people are going to love and some things people are going to hate. Do you think he could be a scroll? And if he is, how long? Can he be a scroll? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. I do think he could be a scroll. And for how long? Mm. Let's call it from the moment he was completely healed up from his legs. Mm. Let's say he got switched up around that era, and that's how he came back. That'd like, be post-in-game, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I would... I, I, I'm with you there. I would only hope that, like, it'd be post Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. a little obviously before all this stuff, before him, because he wasn't the vice president in in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He was like I forgot what he was at that time, but he was becoming like a important important government official and stuff like that. Right. But like he had a great conversation with Sam, like when they were looking at the shield and stuff like that. I would like it if he was that was real. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the only reason I would say like. It's just if it's right till after there, like say like they even they can even connect to that. He left that meeting and then bam, they got his ass or something. Just so that conversation stays canon. Yeah, it, it would cheapen it out if it was a scroll. Yeah, I mean, cause especially if they try to bend it where it's like, oh, the scrolls are discriminated against in their country and their yeah, world too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, he understood he what Sam was going through. Like, oh my god, that's crazy. Shut up, that's crazy. Right? Because that's sounds like some <laughs> stupid shit they do too. Yeah. Right? So I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, right. no, right. that's what we don't need. I think it'd be cool if he was a scroll though. I think so. Yeah, that'd be. It. But I, I guess the time frame, the time, the time frame could affect certain like, right. moments. Right? And that's. But I also think it would be because because you know in this post in game world where like the the world of Marvel is different, I also think it would be ballsy if he's not a scroll. 
Because I, cause I remember I was saying that about um, um, the character uh, Sharon, Sharon Carter in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was like, I literally wrote, I wrote an article about shout, shout Up Your Geek. I wrote an article for Up Your Geek about why Sharon Carter should not ever be revealed to be a scroll. Because that was one of the rumors around surrounding her in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that she was now evil mm. and because she was a scroll. And I was like, no, it makes more narrative sense that like she felt like betrayed by her country and you know what I'm saying? And, and disavowed and she had become this person in the shadows like because of it. I think that's a way ballsier story like than just like, oh no, she's not that bad. She got replaced by a scroll. Like, you can do that with some characters and maybe like Don Shield was the one to do that with but it also would be ballsy if he like had to team up with Ross and make these decisions because like this is the world without the Avengers and like he's got to make these darker decisions. Here's here's a here's one I'm gonna throw at you. What if some of these people got blipped away, right? And the scrolls took their place to make it look like they didn't get blipped. And when they did come back, the scrolls like just snatched their bodies up or whatever. Oh and... shit. Like what if they took their lives during the blip, mm-hmm. some of them, and they came back and like Mm, that's a good that's a good mm. yeah, I mean, fit it in however you gotta fit it in here I mean. cause for whatever reason during the blip maybe that's when the scrolls had to leave their planet yeah and they came and they realized earth had half their population wiped they won't notice a couple hundred thousand scrolls or a million scrolls or whatever you know maybe so yeah. and then those people came back so now they have no choice but to hide in the shadows but now they're like nah fuck that we want we have lives here now and now we're gonna solidify ourselves here damn that's a good ass theory dog yeah and then now that's why they don't care anymore because it's just like it's too late we have our lives yeah, we, five years not, you're not gonna stop us right yeah. we've already and we've already infiltrated so many parts of the government da, 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 yeah. Yeah. and then that could lead to fury looking into like seeing like how many people were actually still here on the planet afterwards mm. and, and that would be in all the chaos that would have been hard to keep track of yeah god damn that's a good ass theory dog that's a good ass theory. Could be. It could be. So I'm definitely going to. I'm definitely. Uh, when does the Secret Invasion come out? Soon, right? Uh, I think June. That sounds right. Let me see. Secret Invasion, June 21st. Right. That's the first episode will be released. June 21st. Okay. You saw that Blue Beetle trailer? Yes. Let's get into that. Yeah. The I liked it yeah. I liked it a lot I liked it a lot the special effects look <clears> really <throat> dope you know what I'm saying it looks like a funny it looks like a funny you know movie more light hearted light hearted superhero movie from DC sometimes it doesn't always work for them but when you like when you do it right it fits the right type of character it works in Jaime Reyes Blue, Car- uh, Blue Beetle <coughs> he is that type of character where like a film like it's more like almost Spider-Man esque could, could work for him and this, this shit looks good the suit looks good I was gonna ask about the suit how'd you feel about the suit the suit looks damn good I didn't think it was gonna look that good yeah. in like you know post production I was like no that shit looks really good um special effects look good the cast looks okay um I what I wasn't expecting I'm touching is I was not expecting the the easter eggs or the homages to like the original Blue Beetle. You see, you see the Ted Cord suit in the trailer. You see the um, what's the other? God damn it, I can never remember the original Blue Beetle's name. But the original Blue Beetle, um, you see his suit in in in, in the, the Beetle layer or whatever. You see the bug, um, like that shit is so cool, man. Because I, I I remember instantly when I saw it, when I see them like flying the the bug, I'm like, damn, that shit looks dope as fuck. I'm all, and I, you know what I almost said? I almost said. Oh shit! It almost looks like the 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 the, the flying um, fuck. I forgot what it's called, but the flying uh, it's a similar device that from Watchmen. 
Oh, but I forgot the owl that, thing. Yes, yeah, but okay. that the owl guy. I always forget that he's based on Blue Beetle, right? Because the whole idea, like Watchmen, the idea of it is like, um, those characters were from Charleston comics, I believe. Like Question, Blue Beetle, um, Peacemaker, um, and, and some other characters. They were from Charleston comics. If I'm saying that correctly, I believe it was Charleston comics. They were from Charleston comics in DC had absorbed Charleston comics and that's how those characters became theirs and what Watchmen is 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 not when it's like a parody but almost like a lot of those characters are like a parody of those characters uh Blue uh the owl guy from Watchmen is a parody kind of 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 Blue Beetle um Rorschach is a parody of The Question and um the comedian is a parody of Peacemaker say the question one again Rorsch, Rorschach, how do you say his name? Rorschach. Oh, Rorschach. Yeah. Rorschach. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Rorschach. That's what you're yeah. saying. He's he's okay. like a, 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 a parody play of the on, question. Yeah, play on the question. His paranoia and all that, and his outfit. Yeah, but like, but, <laughs> and like, but let's can't see his face. Right, but like, like <coughs> what if you took that and made him like a deranged murderer? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. but yeah. But to get back to Blue Beetle for a second, I just wasn't expecting to see all the other like the other parts of the Blue Beetle mythology. I thought they were gonna play it like. Like I tell you off off mic, like I thought they were gonna play like Venom esque, where you just kind of like take some of the core elements and like lose the rest of the history of mm. it, kind of play it loose. But no, it looks like they're really gonna like it's like it's a real part of the DC universe and it has like the Blue Beetle history within it. We got a Batman reference in the trailer. Um, at one point, I remember George Lopez was saying like he wasn't sure if it was gonna stick, but he believed at one point that Batman was in the movie. Obviously, that probably won't be the case now. Probably not because they haven't right. they likely haven't cast the new Batman. Right. And if this is supposed to be the new DCU now, yeah. we probably won't see that. But just the fact that he's mentioned, you know, this could fall into place in the new DCU. I'm mad they did George Lopez the way they did. Like, listen, I know like he's playing a character, you know. <laughs> He had a weird ponytail thing going on with like one of his regular haircuts, yeah. and then he had like black fingernail yeah, paint and shit. Nah, it was fucking weird, bro. It was weird. Like I know the world's not like entirely friends with George Lopez right now, but like still, it's still weird to do to him. You know what I mean? It's just weird to do that to the king of late night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. You know, not, just, not like not. The I just king I, of late I've night, never like... seen him play a character like that before, so that's Which, why it's throwing me off. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? usually he's just him, just goofier. You right, know what I mean? right, like, right. That's but usually the I gist of it. That's cool. He's you know he's testing himself in that way. But I mean, I'm calling the king of late night, not because like a Lopez tonight or shit like that, but because like. You know, you could wake up at two o'clock in the morning and, and this motherfucker show his face. Just, you know, he's just jumping up and down do, like on the TV. Do, 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 yeah, right. Do, 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 do. The big ass head and shit. Yeah. Yep. Taking yep. up your whole screen. You know what I did like about the Blue Beetle thing? I liked how like his like actual helmet in the screen was was more original than it, like I, I just had a feeling it was gonna look like Iron Man esque. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But no, it, it was different looking. Like I'm not. I, it was like blue and point. yellow and shit. You know what I mean? It was like different languages and stuff. Yeah, that like was cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. But and, I, I had one complaint. What'd you? What'd I you? didn't like the voice of the scarab. I think that sounds a little generic. Very, yeah, very IT lady. Yeah. You know, when you, when you when you thought of this movie, were you thinking like Young Justice, like killer voice kind of like tech? Um, nice destroy them now, I mean, like I wasn't like necessarily expecting. They could have gone with that, but they also could have gone with the with the uh, Brave and the Bold version where he has like a more sarcastic tone, if I believe. Okay, yeah. Scared by the more sarcastic tone. It's just a trailer. Yeah, I mean, they could easily. Yeah, there maybe, could be some like, funny, may, But maybe, I'm saying just the voice. Maybe of the, the scarab, scarab. Who know, Maybe the scarab starts to pick up on human, like you know, it changes over yeah, time, and then it becomes to have be. it develops more of a personality. You know what I mean? It starts to change from its immediate directive, which is to whatever the fuck in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it could start picking up on human lingo or whatever. That's cool. I think that'd be cool. You know what I really like though? 
was like at the very end of the trailer where the, the scarab tells him, "You think it, we make it." Mm-hmm. And he like made this like Final Fantasy esque yeah, style that shit was cool. sword, and he was that just like cool. fucking swinging it, like screaming and shit. That shit was cool. Oh, uh, that shit was dope. I hope we one hundred percent hope they capitalize on the fact that you know he had the, this blue beetle had that like you know relationship with uh, Batman and Breaking mm-hmm. the Wall. I really hope that we get to see him interact with the new Batman in this movie. Not in this movie. But oh, just, just like eventually. Yeah, eventually. Okay, for okay. sure. Eventually, for sure, like do it in an outsiders movie or something like that, or a team, you know, whatever. Maybe even in the Brave and the Bold. Maybe not show him as like a main character, but like you know, indication that he has mentored Hammy or something. You know, what yeah, I mean? that'd be pretty cool. You know, yeah, I, you know what I would love to do. I mean, I would love for them to do rather um, in this new in this new DCU um, something that the Brave and the Bold used to do: cold opens. Like I would love, like you know how you you know the cold open, like um, it opened and they were like already oh, fighting a villain and shit. Oh, like, okay. I've been, I've literally been saying that like <coughs> comic book movies should do that for years, and some of them do. Like something like Captain America: Winter Soldier, like they open it up and he's like taking, he takes on um a uh, Batroc, and like, and like Age of Ultron too, right? Age of Ultron, they were Age of Ultron, the... were they were fighting, they were fighting Hydra, yeah, yeah, and yeah. um and, and Baron, not it wasn't Baron Zemo, uh, it, it, was it was Hydra though, it was, it was a Hydra, Hydra it was um shit. it was Baron von Strucker, okay, there we it was go, Baron von Strucker. And like yeah, so they yeah like yeah. that. So open up with a cold open where it's like they're taking on you know like like the How the Brave and Bold episodes used to do it. And if you open up the Brave and the Bold movie with a cold open with like him and Blue Beetle like taking down some bad guys, that would be the coolest fucking shit ever. You know what I mean? Like that'd be the coolest fucking shit ever and show like connections that this Batman has to the other heroes. I would like to see that as a comic book fan and as a Brave and the Bold fan, but like... Probably wouldn't fit into the narrative I, of Brave and the Bold I the movie. Not that it wouldn't. I don't think it would make a whole lot of... Not sense, but... I, I hate saying this because you you scream this shit all the time, but I don't think the general audience would be like, grasp what's happening. Like, I get they'll be like, oh, okay, that happened before, but why did they even show us this guy if like... If he doesn't... Like, if he's not... There's no real... Movie. Yeah, there's no real reason for him to be here. That was kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be cool to us. I don't know if everybody else would appreciate it the way we would. You know what I mean? I say we. I'm obviously not just me and Georgia, but people that have you know their same interests. Maybe, yeah. maybe, 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 yeah. maybe. If 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 this movie, if this Blue Beetle movie, does really really well, maybe and they, and they you know they're mentioning Batman in this and stuff like that. Maybe you set it up that way, kind of like a kind of like what The Rock was trying to do, like with 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 Superman, Black Adam. Like they were trying to like tease the fuck out of Superman. Like I think you know it's funny. Like maybe that could have worked out better if they would have just teased Superman. Like I will say, like not worked out better, but it could have been less embarrassing. Rather, like it could have been less embarrassing. Rather, like if you didn't actually have Henry Cavill show up in, because now we know we're never gonna see Henry Cavill Superman again, right? But like, say you would just tease Superman through that movie, then we could just be like, oh shit, that's some shit we'll never see, whatever, right? But the fact that he like flew down to them, they just stared at each other, and that's all we're gonna get. That's like ten times more embarrassing. You know what I mean? So like, if they just like talk about Batman in this movie and just like have like kind of like like the hints like towards Batman, maybe a silhouette. Yeah, and then you even have the silhouette, you know, yeah. you drop down, you see the silhouette, you see the cape flowing or something like that. And then like the that. fucking theme song, you know? Right, right, right. And then, like, the credits roll. That, or maybe that's maybe that's Blue Beetle's after credits scene. You know what I mean? Right. And then, like, have, like, Batman and the you know, Outsiders and Blue Beetle, like, stopping some shit at the beginning or whatever. And, like, you could, you could have a scenario easily where, like, it's him and Blue Beetle, they're fighting some criminals, and they're actually having, like, a hard time. And then, like, because they said the Bat family's gonna be in this movie. Raven the Bull. Then you have like Nightwing and 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 Robin, you know, Tim Drake show up or whatever, and they save Jaime, him and Jaime Reyes, and like you know, he's you know that's when he, like you kind of get the introduction to the Bat family. You know what I'm saying? Like he has more than just partners. You know, then he has family or whatever too. It could be something like that. I still think it would be a little forced, but it'd be a little forced. Not, not forced. I don't. I don't think it's a bad idea. It's just I don't. I don't think they would. I don't think they would get the reaction they're trying to get from people if they did. If they did something as cool as that, you know what I mean? I think it'd be lost on a lot of people. 
Because like, what, when is that Batman movie supposed to come out? Like, it's like twenty-five, right? Twenty-five. That's a while, man. Not yeah. really. That's Twenty-three. It's two years. How many movies are in between this and, and and that movie? We got Aquaman. We got Flash. We got was it the Superman Legacy movie? Was that one supposed to come out? Like, what what was the first movie of this new like regime that's supposed oh, to come out? Superman Legacy. Superman Legacy. What comes out after that? Is it the Brave and the Bold? I don't know if it's right. No, I think it's. This, this year, I'm getting. I don't yeah. you know how many movies are going to come before we get another Blue Beetle reference, and then to see him in that, it would have made more sense if this was like here, and then in like April, not April, maybe like August or September, and the Batman Rainbow came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, guess I think you. it would have made a little more sense. I guess I'm just, you know, I just hopefully if these movies get hopefully we can see Blue Beetle sooner rather than later. But it's not a dead idea to see him in that. It's just the way you're describing it might be, it might, they might be wasting it on the general audience then. Maybe. You see what I'm saying? Because I know what James Gunn talks about wanting to have all these characters interact with each other in different movies too. So, I mean, it's, it's not a far off idea. Like if he actually does make it to this new universe, we could easily see him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hope he makes it to this new universe, man. Well, let's see the movie first. I think we should see the movie. I first. just, well, yeah, but I, I just hope that because if it flops, then you know, do you really want to see him in a new movie? You saying like because for his performance wise, like if yeah, he's like what if he's good? what if he's not that good? Okay, good point. Yeah, we I mean, haven't seen enough of him. Yeah, and I don't particularly know this actor. He's right. He played in uh, Cobra Kai. I didn't watch Cobra Kai, but I, I, say I didn't either. Pretty good. I didn't either. But speaking of the DCU, DZU, whatever you want to call it, all the D's and the C's, all the D's and the C's, uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Ben Affleck is in the news a little bit ago because uh, he, uh, you know, Ben like you know, was on the air press tour and stuff like that, and like I, you know, I guess when it comes to spoilers, DC, you know, you're fucked no more. But he spoiled a, a major scene, <laughs> a major scene um, in, in the Flash that he spoiled, and I'm gonna read what Ben Affleck had to say. And this is when he was on the uh, Smartless podcast. Um, he, he was praising the film. And he this is what he said. He said, I don't want to give a spoiler. Um, hold on. Because he said this this movie, he said this, he praised the film and said this is the best shit that he's done. He said, I don't want to give a spoiler. But there was a scene where I get caught. I get saved by Wonder Woman during a con- conflagration with some bad guys, he said. And she saved me by mean... I'm sure that's the spoiler. DC assassins are going to get me, but she saves me with the lasso of truth. And so what happens is that Batman divulges some of his real feelings about his life and his work. And I was like, wait a minute, I got it. So that was him saying that like, you know, in that, in that scene or or rather in this movie, rather he figured out how to play Batman, but that was like one of his favorite scenes uh, from the movie or whatever. But I've we have been hearing rumors that like Gal Gadot was in this movie. She was in Shazam too, right? Correct. And we've been hearing rumors that she was also in uh, the Flash. This doesn't really surprise me because it does seem like a like him and Bat- Flash and Batman are like chasing after some criminals at the beginning of the Flash movie, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's like and we see the Flying Fox, so it's likely like the Justice League is chasing some some criminals, and it doesn't sound much different than the opening of the Flashpoint Paradox movie. All right. Like right, it's literally okay. the same opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I, don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't see much uh, issue with that. I mean, it's a huge spoiler, though, if she's still in the movie. Yeah. Because that's not something that got cut. Um, but I don't I don't see the quote here, but I also remember seeing them saying, like, when he was on that podcast, if I'm not mistaken, let me just look it up just to be sure. But he said something about Aquaman, too. Give me just a sec. He said something about Aquaman. Like Aquaman being in this Flash movie? No, or no, no. Aquaman something movie. about the Aquaman movie. Okay. I can't find it, so I won't say that he actually said it, but I could have sworn um, that he had said also that it, that he was supposed to be in that, but I think that it got cut. And that makes sense. 
because Aquaman comes out after the Flash, mm-hmm. and like you know, the Flash is gonna reboot the universe and everything like that. That makes sense for him to to then not be, you know what I'm saying? Like not because I think at the time when they had brought him back or whatever, they were thinking that they were getting the gang back together. But I don't know what the old regime had in mind or whatever. The old Warner Brothers regime, DC regime. I don't know what they had in mind, but the, we know for sure Ben Affleck is not playing Batman anymore from him saying this himself. So you know, I think the last time we are gonna see him is in the Flash. Which I'm okay with. At this point, yeah. I mean, it's what's left, you know? Yeah, but appreciate you for dropping that spoiler on us, Ben <laughs> Affleck. We appreciate you for that. Yeah, we get to see this has really got us some more time on screen. Yeah, absolutely. That definitely makes me way more excited to see the movie. <laughs> me too. Thank God. <laughs> me too. You know what? I hope they keep Cal Gadot as a... They keep Gal as, a, as Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I, I like Gal too. How old I is Gal too? I wouldn't even... Ageless. I don't think it. No, she's a beautiful woman. I don't think it really matters. Yeah, it but matter. You know, she, like she would play this character for another 10, 15 years. She doesn't look like she ages oh, much. No, she doesn't. She, she, first of all, she's, she's older than I thought she was, but she looks amazing. 42. She's 37. 37. God. I could see her playing this character for a long time, though. I could see her playing this character another 10 years. Shit, 15. She keep it, you know, she keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> keep it right. Keep it tight. That type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't say all that. <laughs> I just really like kept her health up. You fucking maniac! My God, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah, she's just a that guy. Let me get off of Google Images, looking at God at that right now. Five, he's looking at this shit for the next 15, 20 minutes. But wow. But yeah, so I'm excited for the Flash. You ever seen her smile? Have you ever seen God that smile? Yeah, like really smile. Yeah. Oh man. This man, this man, really tripping. He's they call, this, no, when, when that woman, woman seen her smile. That, that Wonder Woman, wild. that Wonder That's Woman wild. two tour, bro. They like slow motion her smiling at Chris Pine, bro. I was, I'm, I, I know so many dudes are jealous in that. Movie. Oh yeah, they was trying. You remember like, that? Right? I remember, yeah, people was trying to see where they had something going on or whatever. Which is crazy because she's married. She's a whole kids. married woman. That's yeah. like y'all some snitches. Yeah. <laughs> y'all some snitches. If I'm Chris Pine, I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up, yo. Don't Ain't nothing happening, bro. Don't be talking about my sister like that. Yeah, my sis. Whole time. Piping the hell out What? My God, let's not talk about Chris Pine, bro. Let's not talk about Gal Gadot like this. No, no, no. She's a great woman, but if it did happen, props. Yeah, you're right. you are a god. <laughs> a king amongst men, dog. For sure. For sure. For sure. Speaking of that motherfucker, did you see that uh that Dungeons and Dragons movie yeah, actually did really good? Fucking fucking amazing. Yeah. And, and it's like doing really good too. Yeah. Hey, bro, the trailers made it look silly as fuck, but yeah, apparently it goes well with the action. I've been reading all kinds of great shit about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been a Dungeons and Dragons kind of guy. I wouldn't. I'm not I, that level of third. Not, I don't. Not, excuse, not that level of nerd. Excuse wow. Me. I'm not that, wow. Not that level of nerd. Me neither. But I'm not shitting on them, George. I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying I'm not, not that level of uh, a nerd. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not Michael B. Jordan handsome either. But I'm not shitting on him. It's <laughs> 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 like night and day. <laughs> it's not night and day. You, you, did, you just called this guy handsome and calling the people to play Dungeons and Dragons nerd. You know, I'm a nerd too, but I'm just saying I'm not that, that level, level of nerd. Okay. You know, Vin, you know Vin Diesel got a closet full of those books, right? Yeah. With Dungeons and Dragons. Apparently, Michelle Rodriguez dropped it on the interview and said that he's a dungeon master. That's how into it he is. Yeah, he seems like a cornball, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm he does, but not because of that. Shout out to the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. I would love to actually get into it and, and kind of like, you know, figure it out one day. It seems like a lot, but I, I, does, I wouldn't but mind watching fun. a movie, though. I wouldn't mind watching a movie. What do you think is more like stressful, like playing Dungeons and Dragons like for the first time or playing Monopoly for the hundredth time? Cause oh, Monopoly man. boy, I know, but Monopoly got regular looking dice. Dungeons and Dragons got them like don't bring multi- no straps to the Monopoly game because nah, somebody bro. might get hit up. Real shit. <laughs> Monopoly game, it's got to go in a time limited safe where you got to put like we're gonna be playing for at least an hour. Put this bitch in here for three hours. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, 
You got know it. Monopoly getting crazy when motherfuckers start quitting and they ain't even like they still got money and shit. All right, you got it, man. Who want my money? Your woman money? Who want my money? Who, who taking uh, a park place? I don't want to do this. It's shit crazy like. playing and you only got like a hundred dollars left, duck. Yeah. <laughs> that shit crazy, bro. Hey, Monopoly's a is a family destroyer for sure. But yeah, all right. Back to the back to the list. What we back got, to we the got? list, man. More Batman stuff, man. Uh, this is uh, rumors surrounding the Batman part two. There's a lot of outlets uh, reporting on this this previous week. Um, I think even <coughs> saw Deadline reporting even on the rumor, but it's still rumor right now because the movie is obviously still in pre-production and they're still writing. Matt Reeves still writing the script, I believe, with his partner. So like these things could change. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be one draft of the script he sent to to James Gunn and them, and then we get another script. You know what I'm saying? But right, right. now the rumors are saying that Clayface. It's a major, um, not, we don't know if he's the main villain, whatever, but we know that he's a major part of, or rumored to be a major part of the Batman, um, part two. Would you like to see him as the main villain? Or would you like to see him as like, you know, like maybe a penguin-esque kind of, or even like, I'd be open to it just because I think like, I think the, the greatest thing that Batman did, right, was like show the detective side of Batman, that Mm. that was the greatest thing. But I think it's also given people this idea that like, now he needs to like solve these cases that like involve like a secret society or like a bigger uh, a bigger um you know uh criminal organization you know what i'm saying like he's always like batman always got to investigate some rico charges or something like like he can investigate like a motherfucker who just like his life broke down and now he's like a mad serial killer and then like i would love to see batman like track the history of that like you know what i'm saying like and figure out that person's you know his close ones you know his close loved ones and talk to them and investigate them and stuff like that like it could be a more personalized story but you could still see bruce put his like detective work I feel like we got that. that. We got some of that in the first one when the, with him and Riddler. Like he was doing a lot of right, but it was work. still, but it was a big criminal uh, organization going on at, at the center of it that Riddler was. It's trying like a to, massive hate group that was listening to Riddler. Essentially, not know. just that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about what Riddler was trying to expose. Remember the, um, right. the government fund or whatever it was. There was the, the mob was using and all that stuff. Right. Like all that stuff that Batman had to uncover. I'm saying it doesn't have to be necessarily another apply that so if you had like clayface who's just a serial killer and it's really just it's a personalized thing it's not like he's trying to like you know like he's not like clayface don't necessarily gotta even though he probably would be he doesn't have to necessarily be like a hero in his own eyes you know what i mean like clayface could doesn't have to have a major cause just just right he could literally just wouldn't feel like he's wronged his life was taken his his shot was being like if it's the basil carlo version his shot at being an actor was taken and like now he's like you know i'm saying like doing what he does now the question is is it is what clayface is it that's the question right like what clayface is it you know what i <clears throat> to back to to my question that i asked you right about whether i'd like to see him as the main villain aside from i wouldn't mind him being a side villain and i wouldn't mind him being a side villain to the joker yeah you know i mean but like almost like a sidekick kind of you fuck around and find out in the middle of like maybe a C story that the joker in arkham isn't actually the joker it's like clayface or something or a piece of clayface Oh, you like how they did it in the in the video game? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but done through Matt Reeves's eyes and his direction. I Obviously, think, not think not so cartoony save, as the game. I think you got to save that. I think you got to save that. I think you have to like, especially if, if Joker's like, like not like a villain in this movie, and you save him for like a third movie. I think you save that for like the third movie, where like Joker is out, and then you reveal like that Clayface has taken his place. I think like I think it'd be no. I think us uh, seeing that in this movie would be a good setup for the next movie. Like while he's chasing the main villain or whatever, he finds out along the way that holy shit, 
Yeah, I mean, this isn't Joker's actually not in here. He's been gone for months. It's Clayface the whole time. And Clayface, that's the only role that Clayface plays? No, no, no. He could have another role. He could be doing some other shit. You know what I mean? He could he could be having a more major role, but then, like, he's also been working with the Joker the whole time. You're yeah. talking about, like, and that's, and this, so you, you don't see him as the main villain, which is what you're saying. Clayface. Yeah. I mean, I could. It could be. It's just, I think it'd be cool if he was, like, also, you know, working another angle, maybe with Joker. I'd be okay with that. I just don't know if it has... To, I don't know if I want it in this movie, if he's the main villain. Like, if he's the already the main villain, um, like, we, I just... I would be okay with him saving that for later. Like, I'd be okay with him saving that for later. Now, if Joker's not... I don't want Joker to be the final villain in this Batman series. It's, we don't have... We don't know if it's going to be a trilogy, though. Right. That's even... You know, that's even more disappointing of a thought. But, like, let's say it is going to have more than... Or at least three movies. I don't want Joker to be the final villain. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, I don't know. Because the whole, like, him transforming, that's the whole thing, too. That's why, that's why I say, like, which Clayface is it? Because if it's, if it's Clayface, it might not be Basil Carlo. Like, it might not be the Clayface that turns into people. Like, it could be the Clayface that, like, melts people's faces off and shit. Like, with, like, clay and shit. Or however he does it. I forget how, but, like, melts their, like, he had a gun and shit. It could be that Clayface. With that top, with the hat and shit. And the, the cloak, it could be that one. So if it's that one, and then he has like this whole, or like say if I've seen them do like uh, versions where they, they combine versions. What if they did like a more like the more practical clay face where he's like, he has the gun and all that shit, but it's Basil Carlo. And like now he's like, you know, destroying people's, you know, actors faces, like kind of like how his got destroyed or something, some, some shit like that. I don't know. But like, I know that there's like, there's multiple clay faces. Maybe necessarily Basil Carlo wouldn't work as you know as a as a main villain in a, in a full Batman movie I can see him being like the, the, the one who's working for the Joker or something like that but here's here's maybe a way that you could get away with it like, or you can have your cake and you can eat it too what if you had the mud pack in the movie <laughs> The what? The mud. You don't know the mud. Pack. <laughs> the mud. He's guy. This guy here. The what? The mud, the mud pack. The mud. The clayface team. The t you know the mud. The mud pack. Or the, they're all the all the clayfaces team up. Oh, okay. So what do you? What's called the fudge pack? The mud. The mud pack. The mud pack. Oh, okay. The mud pack. When all the when all the clayfaces team, maybe you could have something something similar to that. You know, if okay. it's something more along those lines, maybe it didn't have to be like all like just four clayfaces or some shit like that. What if it was just two? You know, if it's like Basil Carlo and it's like the original. Let me find out the original Clayface's name real quick. Hold on real quick. Clayface, Golden Age. Okay, no, excuse me. No, see, I got it wrong. See, I think it's, and I think it's because of the animated series. I think it's because in the animated series, Basil Carlo is the big, it's the big Clayface monster. Mm -hmm. But in the original comic books, he is the original Clayface. Right, yeah, he is the original the original Clayface, Basil Carlo, was an actor who was driven mad when he heard of a remake of the classic horror film that he starred in, The Terror. Adopting the persona of the film's villain, Clayface, he became a serial killer targeting the cast and crew. Like, that was the original Clayface. And he was Basil Carlo. But then, later on, he looked like this, he had the, 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 cloak, the cloak and everything. Let me show it to you. Alright. So then, the now later on, you get the the big guy, Clayface Two. His real name. Who's what's his real name? Matt Hagen. Matt Hagen, the second Clayface, is um fi he finds a mysterious uh, radioactive uh, pool of protoplasm in a cave. 
falls into it, becoming, you know, Clayface. He also had, like, a weird suit and shit like that, but it, like, contained his, like, clay form. But who was the third one? Because the third one is, like, is how you get the big monster one. Hold on. Or rather, I'm sorry, the third one is the one with the mechanical suit. Preston Payne. He was the third incarnation of Clayface. Preston was a scientist at Star Labs who experimented on himself with the second Clayface's DNA to try and cure his uh, hyper... I'm not even going to try to say A that. disease? Yeah, disease. <laughs> Only to transform into an, an acidic melting creature who needs to stay in a hazmat suit. So you could take a little bit of all of that and make one character. You know what I mean? Like he shapeshifts, but he also can like, you know, burn your face off or something like that. I don't know if you want to do the shapeshifting part though. Cause I obviously that that it would be cool to like play into like you know it's like a kind of like a scroll thing where you don't know if the person that Bruce is talking to is actually that person, that sort of thing, and like that could be cool to do in the movie, but I feel like you gotta like pick one of those. Like either he burns people's faces off, you know he melts them, and he's like a former actor, or it's like he fell into the protoplasm, or he was experimented. Like which one is it? You know what I'm saying? So we gotta see like what clay face they do, and I feel like whichever one they decide is it will probably like. I'll, I'll know how I'd necessarily feel about which level of villain he should be. Because I really don't know right now. I feel like if it's... Have they even confirmed if this is true? Or is this all just rumors right these now? Are, these are rumors, but they're pretty reliable. So like, Deadline is reporting it and shit. Like, like it's a pretty reliable source. What's going on? What we're working in there. If he is in the movie, and let's say that he is the main villain, I think that the one where he's, like, hunting, like, the, the cast members of, like, the movie and shit like that, that could be, like, it could seem like, a, I know you hit, like, the smaller tales sometimes, but, like, I think that would be a really cool, smaller-style detective story for, like, this Batman. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of going smaller after, after, after going, like, you know, having a decent movie, you know, like, decently-sized, like, villain, I guess. Because, yeah, like, multiple, and I see, okay, like, <clears throat> excuse me, now, if you do, like, the first movie where there was obviously more than one villain in the movie, right? You had the mob, right. and then you had, you know, Riddler, and you even had a little bit of Penguin. That wouldn't be bad if it was smaller if he was just one of, like, two or three villains. Then I wouldn't be mad. Because, obviously, there's so much more going on outside of just that. Then it's just like, okay, you wrap that up. Now he's got two other people to go mm. up against. That's when I would be okay with it. What if you had, like, because I think, wasn't, um, remember how Batman Animated Series had, um, uh, Daggett? Roland Daggett, he was like the, the the corrupt corporate guy, and I think he had something to do with in the in the show. I think he had something to do with creating the shit that fucked up. Uh, Clayface. Yes, Matt. Uh, was it, was he Hagen in that one, or was he Basil Carlo? Uh, I don't remember the names. I, can't, I just remember I, Clayface. I, I, yeah, okay, I can't remember. Whatever, but I think he Daggett had something to do with. If you had Daggett in there, Daggett Industries, and they were creating this makeup product or whatever that the film was using, and then you could tie into like the the film murders with the Daggett Industries thing. And then you could kind of make it a whole like bigger conspiracy. So like where at first he's like he's murdering like the you know the crew and and like the the producers and stuff like that. And then it's like he's gonna work his way up until he like he's trying to kill Roland Daggett or whatever. That could be cool because Daggett like he's like Daggett is kind of like. But yeah, but you, then it kind of it kind of falls into what you just said earlier about how he feels like you know by going after Daggett he's you know a hero in his own head you know. Like I say, saying. yeah, okay, I yeah, say, you see what I'm saying, like, I, 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 but every villain is kind of a hero when they're on it, I just meant, like, he's not, like, he's a hero for himself, like, I just mean, like, I mean, like, not like Riddler, where Riddler, like, he thought he was Batman, like, he thought he was, like, a crusader for justice, not mm -hmm. just like himself, like, Hagen or Carlo, whichever Clayface it would be, he would literally just be a hero for himself, and maybe that would, that would still work, you know what I mean? 
We'll see. I guess we got to know a little more. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll see. Eventually. I know, like that would be a cool scene. I get you. You want the Joker thing? Because I, 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 I want Joker in the movie too. And I, I've been saying like I think he should have like a gang, and it should, and it should definitely involve other, uh, mm-hmm. like comic book characters. Like it should involve Scarface and the Ventriloquist. It should involve Zaz, maybe even Clayface too. But just like I'm just playing with the rumors that we have right now. If the rumors is like him, oh shit, him potentially being the main villain. If that's the uh, the case. Then I think they get like to, to to fit within that story. I just don't see him then in the same movie then like helping the Joker escape. Because is that just a after credit scene? Is is it a part of the movie? Is then like just Joker like are we like are we going through a, the A part of the movie, the B part of the movie, and then the C part of the movie? Then Joker takes over as the villain. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I don't know if that necessarily works. Because sometimes I've seen that happen in movies, and that don't always necessarily hit right. Like, even in shows, like, where, like, Luke Cage, where, like, the A part of it, the B part of it, like, we had Cottonmouth, and then all of a sudden, it's like, we headed for the third, you know what I'm saying, the third uh, quarter, essentially, third, fourth quarter, essentially, and then they bring in Diamondback, and we're like, what the fuck is this? Not that that's gonna happen with Joker, but it just might feel a little bit weird. So, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I'm, I trust Matt Reeves, though. Like, he's got all of my trust. Like, he's not like a, a James Gunn situation where it's like, we don't know. Da, da, da. Matt Reeves be churning out them hits or whatever he give us. Because remember, when, we, when when they started talking about the Batman, we saw the suit. We saw the first set photos. We saw, we heard start hearing shit about the script. We was not convinced until we actually went and saw the movie and we was like, oh, this motherfucker know his shit. So, being that it's Matt Reeves, I'm going to give him the benefit of the yeah, doubt. Whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. he do, I'm going to just say I believe in it. I say I think it's going to be good. We'll see more. Hey, we'll, we'll wait till maybe a trailer drop or something. Yeah. All these fucking clay faces, though. <coughs> Excuse me. All these goddamn clay faces. Three, three clay faces, and people get mad about two Superman. Uh, two Spider-Man or whatever. It's fucking... People that get mad about that shit are ridiculous, dog. Yeah, it's you know ridiculous. I mean? It's like, just don't read it, man. Yeah. Like, so not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? For the most part, some of these big characters got, like, a storyline involving the other, you know, version of themselves, and then their solo shit. Right. Stick to the solo shit if you're so mad about there being a yeah. fucking counterpart. Like, don't read Superman and the Son of Superman or whatever the fuck. Read just, like... Read just Superman. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Like. Yeah. Simple fucking easy-peasy shit, bro. For sure. But speaking of Superman... Uh, my Adventures of Superman, which was, uh, my Adventures with Superman, which was a, a show being developed for HBO Max, animated show, right. animated yeah. series being uh, yeah, animated series being developed for HBO Max. It's going to be an animated adult-oriented series on HBO Max, following um, a young twenty-something Clark Kent um, and uh, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen uh, as young like up-and-comers of the Daily Planet, rather than being established members of the planet. Right, like they like in this, they're meeting way before they actually did in like the comics or whatever. Is that, that yeah? In this interpretation, in some interpretations, they actually they actually did meet uh, like sooner and stuff like that. Like there's you know, the Superboy show, Smallville, stuff like that. They met like at different points in their life or whatever. So in this version, they're going to be you know younger interns or I think Clark is like an intern at, at the planet and stuff like that when they're starting out and you know, Jimmy and Lois are just going to be like starting out in their career and stuff like that and Clark's going to be like secretly Superman I'm excited to see it adult swim huh that's why that's why I'm kind of like interested because yeah. like it was already kind of being you know told as this like more adult themed series kind of like similar to Cape Crusader obviously this is going to be a little bit more lighter but like the, the freeness of it being on first of all I think it's cool it's being on adult swim because I know it's not exactly the same but Superman and you know Just League type characters being back in Cartoon Network I don't know it just it makes me nostalgic you know mm-hmm. so I think that's cool but like being on Adult Swim you could have like a freedom 
that we've not necessarily seen. We can see Superman like in a, in a different light. He can still be true to Superman, the character, but like you know, you put him in more adult situations. He's a young twenty-something guy. You know what I'm saying? Just you, yeah, fucking bitches. It it could be that. You know, it could be you know, it could be that. You know, or you know, or it could be Lois. You know what I'm saying? Going on dates or whatever. Or Jim, no, I'm kidding. Or <laughs> J, or or, or Jimmy. <laughs> Or Jimmy, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So it just it could just be you know them in like more adult in more adult situations. It just okay. Like I, I know you're you're cool with it, but I mean like I it, it doesn't for a Superman show. I don't I don't really I don't really feel like that's really needed, right? Like I I feel like if you just put it on like a streaming service like HBO, you could have had like still a little more you know the same amount of freedom you were probably already going to put in like, adults in. It, it clearly like with, with Cape Crusader like uh, going to Amazon, and that and makes it, sense because like if no, he's going but, up against no, like Zaz was, or something, you no, can no, see no. like a victim being like completely disemboweled. But like Superman is a little lighter, you right? Know? So like, but what I'm what I'm saying is like with it leaving HBO Max, it seems like HBO Max is not interested in having those types of shows on there. Like I don't, I don't think I think like HBO Max. It seems like like they want like the extreme, extreme like sure, but because you you would think that would be Cape Crusader, but not necessarily. I think when it comes to DC projects, I think a lot of the DC projects we're gonna see on there are gonna be connected to that James Gunn universe. Okay, so that's that's what I was gonna mention. Like, do you think this is just him getting like, like still putting out what was already made, right? Shit that's already been right. like you know too far for them to absolutely cancel, but they're they're like you know giving it out to different networks to avoid the confusion of it being connected to his universe. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Okay, then that makes sense, I guess. I guess. So if we're to land in Adult Swim, I feel like that makes sense if it's if it's a more adult-oriented show, mm-hmm. but it's still a Superman show. Yeah, and I don't feel like... Yeah, like, I okay, so I I don't predict based on, like, you know, based off what we know for Superman and whatever. I don't really see us seeing too much of anything that's, like... It's not gonna be crazy. It's not yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like it's gonna really fit too much of the Adult Swim theme. No, but I mean? we might hear some cuss words. It might be some sexual innuendos. Dude, damn you, Superman. You know what I mean? Type shit. Some sexual you know? innuendos or something. Like, it could be stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but it won't necessarily be like, you know, it's not going to be Rick and Morty or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's fucking Family Guy or South Park. Like, nah. I, I'm, nah. I'm, excited to, I'm excited to see it, though. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it. Because I think a lot of times with, like, cartoons, like, you know, a new cartoon will come out and, like, a lot of the older fans will say shit like, you know, well, this is too, this is too kiddish, or this is like the shit. You know how I always have the thing where it says the, the character is not supposed to grow with you. You know what I mean? Like these characters were created for kids, like not really supposed to grow with you. Like the character can evolve, but the character is not supposed to grow with you, not all the time. Like, for instance, like Billy Batson. Like the whole thing with Billy Batson is that like he's this, like he's this kid who can like turn into. Like, you know what I'm saying? Who can turn into this, like, this older guy and then, like, face all the things that he's afraid of in life while being a child. The minute that he becomes a man, like, as a as Billy Batson, but then also then he just, like, just changes and then has powers, like, the core of that is kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of gone. Like, uh, yeah, but no, nah, I, I don't entirely agree with you either. I feel like, I do feel like some series, maybe not necessarily Superman or Batman, because, I mean, you know I mean? They're, they're, like, one of those, like, timeless characters, you know what I mean? It kind of makes sense that they're almost always relatively the same age in the cartoons. Yeah, like, but what like, I'm seeing, like, Superman's, like, we talked about this before, like, Superman's morals don't need to change just because yours have changed as a grown man. Like, j- like if Superman's morals worked for you as a child, they were supposed to. Like, they're the, the most idealistic version of, like, what those morals should be. And that's fine because Superman's a fictional character and he's for kids. Like, but I think when people become older and they're like, well, I don't see the world that way anymore. Life's not like that. Superman shouldn't see life like that. Like that's silly. Like to me, I think that's silly. Like, 
Superman is a, is a you know what I'm saying like that he's a fictional character like that's when you're trying to like you're trying to make the character adapt to your own life rather than like just let the character be the character like my life got my life got like like you know what I'm saying depressive so Superman needs to be depressive so he can relate to me like that's 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 that, that's crazy <laughs> like, I don't think it is that's crazy man I, I don't think it is I, that, I can that, understand that, keeping crazy. I can understand if you're making a Superman show that's meant for kids obviously that's going to remain kids but I don't see there being a problem with making an, a Superman show. Well, maybe not Superman. That's what I was going to get to. Like, maybe a Superman show that's meant for, like, teenage audience and up. Or maybe, like, you know, a young adult show. And right. Up. This was made for young adults. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So that different. that's okay. That's right, okay. That's like, fun. if they get mad at this and it's meant for younger kids or whatever, or, you know, young adults, then that's, then that's different. But that's what, that's what I was essentially saying. I'm not, like, I'm not against. This show is the answer. Right. Like, okay. This, this show is the answer. Essentially right, right. Like, I'm not actually against characters growing with their, especially if their target audience is, is was, like, let's say 15, 16. And that same group of people are still what's keeping that like fan base alive. I don't see why you wouldn't like age the, ter- the at least the morals of that character up just a little bit. I don't see. It can work. It depends. It, it just depends. Like you said, it's it's when you have a character that's like iconic Superman or Batman. I don't think that they, that it that it that it has to change because like it it has so many different generations. It doesn't have to change on every platform. But like if you're making another Superman show, like the tenth fucking Superman show in a row. It, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be... I don't think it'd be crazy to dabble in, like... But even in that... Setting. Even in that, like, if... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I said I want the show, the show to be... The show is, is going to be cool to see the show be more mature. And it, the show to have more mature themes. And more mature themes for him to face. But if Superman is, like, some edgy asshole in the show, I'm going to say the show is shit. Just because, like... It, it won't be true to the character. It can yeah, still... but that's that's just you though. Like that's not no, everybody. That's anybody that, that no, knows Superman, that's not everybody. That's, anybody that's not that everybody. Superman, that's absolutely not anybody true. that knows Superman. That's... Knows Superman has never okay, been an edgy the... asshole. Dog, fucking Smallville. He wasn't like all sh- like shitting fucking rainbows and sunshine. That dude, like that dude as an actor, was kind of dull, bro. Like I'm not saying he was edgy, but he wasn't exactly like super like every fucking five seconds, dog. There was no way that guy, that actor, was not like that. Not at all. I'm not even gonna get into this with you yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm really not. I'm not gonna get to like you. Small you have like it's okay for you to like have like an image of Superman, but like if other if other fans want to see Superman like maybe go through a depressive stage or maybe go through like a like a darker phase. Like I'm not saying just like dropping motherfuckers off a building and shit, but like it it's so you know what I mean it's a fucking character. Like he can have a depressed. He's at, like right now in Superman Lois. Like right now in Superman Lois, they're they're facing something as a family. It's a great season. Two, and right? and is it shitty? No. Okay. So then, but Superman has not changed as a character because of it. Like, yes, he's he's facing this thing. It's 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 hurting him to deal with this this family crisis right now. It's it's an incredible thing. He's incredibly sad and depressed about it. But he still maintained his character. He's not he's not lost himself as a character because of it. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna say like like he's not gonna say nobody stays good in this world like like Superman did in Batman vs Superman just because Lex Luthor had his mom kidnapped. Like, he's not going to lose his shit. Like, he's not going to lose who he is as a person. He might fall, you know what I'm saying? He might fall into that depressive state, or he might feel bad, but he's not going to lose himself. Just like when, like when Batman, Batman lost uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd got blown up by the Joker. He came, oh shit, my bad. He came right to the point of, like, he wanted to kill the Joker, but he didn't. He stayed who he was, even though he was going through that pain. He was dealing with it all until, until he got the time when he got Tim Drake. Even after that, he was still dealing with the pain of losing Jason Todd, but he still maintained his character. We can see him go through those emotional ups and downs, but he can still maintain true to his character. What I'm saying, when you when you when you go beyond that, is when you have him do something that disrespects his character. Now, if he loses Jason Todd, and 
and he goes on a killing spree, then then we've gotten away from the character. You know what I mean? Nah, but if he loses Jason yeah, Todd... Yeah, but as you're like a gatekeeper with Superman, though. So, like, what, what's outside of his character? Like, what, what do you... What, what's, what's the level? Of, yeah, like, what's, what's, out, what's, what's too edgy okay, for well, you? Okay, What's too edgy for you? Like, just murderous killing. Okay, obviously, that's off the table. It's, it's outside of Superman. Okay, that's obviously off the table. Right, like... So, what, what's what's off the... Go ahead, keep going. What, what else is too how edgy he for deals, you? How he deals <clears> with the public, like, as he's saving them and stuff like that. Like, he's not Batman. He's not, like, this shadowy figure or this angry guy while he's, like, fighting people. Like... His personality is not like that of this like dark Avenger. Like he's a literal like superhero. So if he saves somebody and instead of like waving at the cameras and just flew off, that's that's off the table. No, he doesn't have to wave at the camera all the time. But if he's like every scene he like pops in, he's doing like the red glowy eyes, or they're always like making a depiction of the show. Like when he when he shows up, it's like his strength is like kind of like. And I mean, like, strength, not just, like, literal, like, the actual physical strength, but, like, how, like, how strong he is, like, when he pops into the scene, like, how imposing, that's what I meant to say, how imposing he is, is, like, kind of, like, the first thing you see, I think you, you don't necessarily, if he's, like, going up against, like, Darkseid or Mongo or something like that, and he's, like, you know what I'm saying, he needs to, like, look scary in that moment or whatever, like, that I totally get, like, those rage moments, totally within, like, the character, you know what I'm saying, like, but if he's just, like, constantly like that then that just doesn't make sense to me like that's where I'm like huh like if he's like that all the time in injustice that makes sense it's injustice I get it totally get it but if he's like this like just rough, see and angry that's guy. that's what I'm saying like a, a show like not necessarily based off injustice but where the story takes him to go just a little darker or a little edgier like that's that's just a bad show to you wasn't justice really that bad of a, of a series to you because there's a lot of people that liked it I never see- you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not canon. So, obviously, what I'm referring to isn't, like, doing this to him in the canon. You right, know what I mean? It's just, like, a show or even an animated show. Like even a, even a, a time-limited series. Like, would it really be that bad if this is just, like, an Elseworlds story? Okay. You see what I'm is, saying? Is Injustice a bad story? <laughs> not necessarily, because Tom Taylor's a really good writer. Is it a bad interpretation of Superman? He wrote the story and he said that it's a bad interpretation of Superman. So I just, that's what I believe, yes. But it still wasn't bad. People still liked it. It still had a huge fan base. They made a video game off of it. No, they made the video game and then they made the book. So, okay, so they made the video game and people loved it so much they made the book. They even made part two. Part two video game, part two series. Correct. You see what I'm saying? So the people still liked it. Like people who, people who know who Superman is still liked it. Yeah, but it's more characters in the book than Superman. There's also people who like... Who, yeah, but Superman... Also, oh, wait, wait. Okay, but Superman being edgy who, didn't destroy it. John, there are also people who don't like Superman and like Injustice because they know that's not how Superman is. That's a fact. So? Like, I, you're, you're, I'm, you're still like... I feel like you're not... There are people who hate Superman but love Injustice. And there are plenty know, of people that like Superman and like Injustice because there's a new light to see him in. There's like, okay, that's different. That's true too, but I'm just saying, it's just like... And that doesn't make it a bad story, dog. I never said that. Never once. You did it earlier. You said one that betrays the characters, who he is, or whatever. Then that makes it a shitty Superman story. You said that earlier. In terms of us talking about my adventure Superman, which we know. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't talking about my adventure Superman. I you said, were talking in a yes, general no, sense. No, I said if this show. I said if this show does this. No, you were. You said in a general, general sense if it betrays the character as who they are, and that's when I started asking these questions about the edginess. I said if I start watching this and he starts, he starts betraying him outside of yes, of out outside of his necessarily like norm. And he's this edgy super guy. I'm gonna say yeah, that show is bad. Yeah. Yes. 
It wouldn't make sense, especially when not what we know about this show. Like that doesn't make. No, I was sense. asking you if they made a show for adults that were older. If and he was edgier, what what would be off oh, the table? Oh, okay. That's what I was asking you, and that's when you started going on about how it, if it betrayed the character, it would be a bad show. Yeah, it wouldn't though. Like, it wouldn't. Like, I'm not saying again. Like, I'm not saying they have to do that in canon. If they did that and made it, like I said, a time limited series or whatever, Elseworld Superman, and he's all rogue or whatever, and killing people or maybe not killing people maybe he's just like being rougher than usual that's making a bad superman show especially if they're not claiming this is the canon superman especially if they're ready like hey this is obviously happening somewhere else and like yes and then like the evidence shows and the evidence is injustice and that's just one of them they also have that red sun superman thing where he thought he was good turns okay, out he well, wasn't if you're talking about an out of, uh, out of continuity story or, or yes that's story, exactly what i've been saying this but whole not time necess- but not necessarily even an out of continuity story because superman lois is out of continuity but obviously the idea of it is to represent the the, the canon like it's not canon with the main books obviously but it's still it's like the idea of it is to bring that to life so it's its own universe but its idea of it is to bring the main universe kind of to life in this television show with that being said, I, I get like, if you have a series where it's supposed to be like a, a, a reimagining of the classic Superman tale, which no, you don't have to market it as a reimagining of the classic any, Superman, you know, tale. any Superman story that's not in a, that's not like specifically another universe where like he either landed somewhere else or, or it's, you know, and, it, and that's why I said I have a problem with injustice, but I won't, I won't bring up injustice. If it's not a story where he either landed somewhere else or he was raised by a certain, a different set of parents. If it's the exact same story, like Krypton blew up, he he was found by Jonathan and Martha Kent, raised to be Superman, joined the Justice League. If if it's that normal story, it's it's literally just another reimagining of the classic story. And if you do that, and then you have Superman not behave like kind of within those bounds, then I'm gonna say yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Him having be this character that we know him to be. Then something happens to him or whatever, and now he's like this other type of character, and that's kind of like the problem with injustice. It's not that necessarily that he's evil or that he does these things. It's that this injustice, or <coughs> excuse me, it's like this injustice. Superman was Superman at one point. Was the normal Superman at one point? He was raised by Jonathan and Martha Kent. He had Lois Lane. He had the Justice League. He went on all these different adventures. He was basically, besides a few cosmetic changes basic superman and then lois lane was killed and he became an evil dictator that doesn't necessarily make sense to me that's all i'm simply saying you know what i mean that's that's all i'm saying i don't think that necessarily makes sense red sun that makes sense because it's like it's a different place these different parents different upbringing but for him to be this character that we know to be and those are the things that make him who he is for him to have all those things and then become an evil dictator that just didn't gel with me and it didn't gel with a lot of superman fans that's all I'm saying. And a lot of Superman fans did like it. And it did it did go well with a lot of people. A lot of people liked it because of how different it was. They liked, they liked what they saw. Because they wouldn't have kept going. I think they liked what they saw. Yeah. I think, like I, said, I think it's also created this like, this non-stop, uh, this endless copies though. Like, they do Injustice Superman, right? And then... Like, not too much longer. Even though he already existed before, but these things become more popular. Like, when Injustice becomes popular, like, you do that, and then you get Homelander. You know what I mean? And then you get, uh, what's that kid's name? James Gunn? Uh, Bite Bird. You okay. get Bite Bird. Uh, 
So all of a sudden, it's like everybody wants to do like a kind of like evil like Superman or whatever. It's like it's become popular, and it's kind of, and then Omni Man, and then Omni Man shows up. It's like you have all these different like evil Superman like on on screen at the same time. It's kind of like becoming a thing. Like, and just, but you like you like Invincible, you like the boys. That makes sense. For and those I don't know if you ever seen Brightburn. Brightburn was okay for what it was. It wasn't right, right, right. It makes sense for Omni Man to be the character that he is. He was raised to be. So what? So what, what was the point you're getting at? Okay, so what was the point you're getting at? Like it, all these started to happen, and what? What was? What was? I'm saying like that works for them, and that that's good. Like that's it's good for that. Like for that to become popular because it's kind of like led to those things. But like for Superman, though, I do think it's time for Superman to get back to the core of who he is. Because I think that's why Superman has been like you may disagree, but I think that's why Superman's kind of being in this, in this rut because he's like not been himself. Are we what, what Superman are we talking about? Any Superman. Well, what do you mean? I thought you yourself were like here talking about the Superman series was doing like amazing, like not even like two shows. John, ago. I'm talking about like the show is good. Yes, I love the show, but it numbers wise, or the like, comics too. Like you were telling me like not yeah, so long ago that like, the stories are great. So okay, what are you, what film, are you referring film, to? Film wise, I mean, I mean to say. Film-wise, he's kind of been in this rut, which is, like, that's, like, the biggest thing for, like, the world to see, like, a film. So, like, he's kind of been in this rut because he just hasn't, like, to a lot of the general, the general audience doesn't think Superman has been himself for, like, a long time. Like, I think the, the, the 25, I would say the 25 to 45 age range loved Man of Steel. The 55 to maybe or not even 45 up maybe not so much like maybe not maybe not as much and i definitely think that they have even if you say you you could try to call them a vocal minority but i think that the box office says differently because like the first man like man is still they were expecting that to make more money than it did like man still only made like 600 million dollars 660 million dollars something like that and it should have they, they were expecting they were thinking like billion because they did Dark Knight Rises, they were expecting like, you know, they were expecting like at least eight hundred million, I believe, something like that. So it underperformed. That's why they put Batman in the second movie. So then they're like, okay, for sure, this shit's gonna get a billion dollars, and it and it doesn't. And then it not not only that, it gets like critically ate alive, and a lot of that critical reception was like how they like handled Superman. And then we never we never necessarily got that like fixed. Because, like, the idea was, like, they were going to fix that in Justice League, but then we know that Superman's only in Justice League for, like, 10 minutes. So, I say all that to say, like, the general audience, like, feels like Superman is not being himself. Like, he's not this this edgy guy. Like, he's just not this dark, edgy guy. And I don't understand. Like, even if he goes through dark shit, like, he's going to handle that with the, the most hope and optimism, like, that is... Not, not even not possible. That's this impossible level of hope and optimism is how he's going to handle these situations. So yes, even if the Joker kills Lois Lane and the entire staff of the Daily Planet, he's going to handle that with as much hope and optimism as Superman can. And this dude has an infinite amount of hope and optimism, and that's like the basis of his character. So when that's missing, I do think automatically that something's wrong. You know what I mean? I don't think that's like a story thing. I think that's a character thing. We could be sitting here talking all day about Superman because I, <laughs> I know we're going to be sitting here talking all day about Superman because I know you see this differently, but I don't think like, and I know entirely. You, and I know plenty of people that think differently, but too. I know that you, I know that you like Superman. I think, I think you even have a, probably have a love for Superman, but like, I know that you don't love those older Superman comics. Not at all. I'm but not, Superman, a, I don't like that but classic but, old school. But how shit. you say Superman was or he's old school or whatever. That's how Superman was 
for 80, 90 plus years. This wasn't, this wasn't, that's how Superman was on Superman the Animated Series. That's how he was in Justice League. I don't understand. Like, yeah, and that, that was good for what it was. I'm not telling you those, that was shitty. That was good for what it was. But the, you're, 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 this is our entire, the entire history of the character. He doesn't start becoming this more edgy, or they're trying to make him this more edgy character until the last 10 to 15 years or so. And every time they've done it, it doesn't work. I get with the exception of Injustice, but I think that had to do more with the video game itself than the actual story of the video game. Because the, the, the point of the thing was that we had two teams of Justice Leagues, two in alternate reality characters, and it's a DC Universe game made by the creators of Mortal Kombat, and it's an amazing fighting game. I don't think it was necessarily that we ever felt like the story is so crazy good. Like it's not. We never compared Injustice to like Kingdom Come, or we never compared Injustice to 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 Flashpoint or to uh, you know. No, but nah, like, you're, you're trying to belittle it, dog. It was great. Come it was on, a dude. good fucking story, on, dog. Dude. It was a great this. fucking story. Get the fuck out of here. With you're going to compare it to these pantheon. No, 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 no. didn't stories. say that. You're trying to put words in my mouth right now, dog. It may not be on the level of Kingdom Come. It's but, not a top fifty story. But it's a good fucking story. It doesn't even if it's not top fifty. It's a good fucking story. It does. You can't deny that. Like. There's literal video game. They thought it was so good. They made a shitty animated movie about it. Shitty. It was it was gross. Yeah. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. But they thought it was so good that even years later they can make an animated movie about it. They thought they were gonna make some money off that shit. It was bad. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. The movie was bad. <laughs> yeah, really bad. It was bad. Really bad. I... But you cannot deny the success of that. You cannot deny that it was good. Like even if you didn't like it, you are one person in the fan base, Doc. That's okay. You're gonna no, have John. more people that no, agree no, with John. you. There are a lot of people who don't like no. justice. Chill out. There's definitely people that don't like it, but there are definitely a shit ton of people that loved it. That's why it kept going. That's why it didn't end with the first one. It's a popular video game, yeah. And, and it's a good and it's a good comic. It's a popular comic. Resident Evil is a popular video game. I don't think anybody ever says it's a, it's an Emmy writing story. Like, no, but they did make like seven, eight games. And then they made a sh- they made a shit ton of fucking animated movies and a lot of shitty live action movies. John, like Fast it's and people Fury still is, fucking is, is liked about it. to make the eleventh movie. And John. people liked it. <laughs> I don't we, like it. You don't like it, it, but it still has a huge fucking fan base. You cannot deny people like it. You cannot deny people like it. I get me and you might not like the Fast and the Furious series, what happens, but there's still a huge right. ass fan base that think it's fucking great. But what happens is is that it starts to pick up another fan base, and that's what I was trying to say about Superman, about how like there are actually a lot more people who hate Superman who love Injustice than people who love Superman. I think after a while, like Fast and Furious, let's use Fast and Furious as an example. You've got the car scene, the, you know, the, the the racing scene. They're in love with those movies. Now the movies have become sci-fi action movies. It picks up a whole new fan base of fans who are more into these big blockbuster movies than than the car racing scene. So you have some members of the car racing scene say, "Well, okay, well, I still fuck with. I still, I just love the characters." And then you have people saying, "Man, what the fuck, man? They've gotten away from the heart of this shit. I don't even fuck with this shit anymore. They go into space." Da 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 da. I feel like you have a similar thing, but on a larger scale with Superman here. Most people know Superman is, is the most people who love Superman know Superman is not this character. And people, even, I knew people years ago who used to make fun of Superman because he was like this nicer character and comparing to Batman or, you know, whatever, who was more of this, you know, the vengeful Avenger and all that stuff. He would, you would get these comparisons. Injustice comes out and all of a sudden it's like now the people who hated on Superman now have a version of him that they can accept rather than like, them growing to love and ex- and understand what Superman is supposed to be as a character. They're like, okay, well, now they've created this different version of the character that now I feel like should be the character. Like, oh, this was dope. Like, Superman should now be like this. And I feel like that's where, like, you fucked. That's where they fucked up at. 
That's where they fucked so up. They, at. So they shouldn't because, come up with like because, different varieties of characters or but, different John, like what ifs because they might create a fan base. Like let that's, ask, that's let lame, question, dog. John. Let me ask you a question. That's whack. Let me ask you a question. I'm not saying don't create that. I'm not saying don't create injustice. But don't, then don't turn Superman's second movie in a brand new universe. Don't turn his second movie and indicate that we're heading towards some type of injustice storyline when we haven't even seen this guy have his second film yet. We haven't seen him fight a second villain besides Zod. And you're talking about his, his mind's going to get taken over by Dark Side, and we're going to have an injustice-like storyline, a nightmare storyline in the future, all leading to Superman being this like dictator in this dark future of Batman and stuff like that. That's all injustice influence for the second Superman movie in a universe. And you tell me that's not one of the main reasons that thing failed. That's one of the main reasons that thing failed. People are like, what the fuck is going on? Superman, an evil dictator in the future. The majority of the general artists didn't know about injustice. So they're like, okay, well, how the fuck does, how the fuck does. The majority of that movie, majority of that movie failed because Superman had like 10 lines the entire movie. There are a lot of reasons. There are a lot of there reasons. Are a lot there of are a lot of reasons. You can't even just say but, it's just because of edgy Superman. We didn't even know if he was an edgy Superman and that. He had like six fucking lines. John, we, we didn't get enough of that character. John, in that we literally movie. see him land in the desert and punch his hand through Batman's chest. We, we, we didn't know he was an edgy Superman. Look, okay. He's right. got an army of, of dudes with Superman sigils. I'm talking about in the in the in the, the look to the future or whatever, right? The nightmare timeline. He's got an army of Superman soldiers. This is all based on injustice. And like this is supposed to be like where we're headed because of the actions that they're they're using in the past and all this type of shit. You're using this injustice. Why would you use injustice as the template for building the DC universe when you have 70, 80 plus years of Superman to do that with? Why? You can only not know Superman. You can only not really have a love for Superman to do that. That's why people say like Zack Snyder, and I love Zack Snyder, but I thought why that's why people say he doesn't understand these characters. Why would you you take injustice? It's a cool story. I give you that. No, no, but see, you, you're you're taking this to the live action movies when we were talking originally talking about doing a show where Superman was a little bit different. Correct. Okay, so I, I I give you that. You know what I mean? Those movies but obviously saying, didn't do as well as they probably could have. Cool. I give you that. So especially right. the Batman vs Superman, where again, Henry Cavill had like ten fucking lines. I'm saying they changed the heart of the of 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 the. And that's okay. Like that's okay as long as you don't do it in canon. Sure, let's not do it in a live action movie again. Let's see where let's see where a different type of Superman, you know, maybe more hopeful. Let's see where that goes with this James Gunn movie, right? I already don't have high hopes for that shit, but let's see where the fuck that goes. But a show? You're telling me a show would really ruin everything? A show would be like no one would want to watch it. You're telling me there'd be no fans that would want to watch a show where Superman was a little edgier, a little darker. He could be a little edgier. I could see that like in a Superman Beyond series or something like that right where he's older and he's a little bit more edgier right cool i can totally see that but i'm just saying if we're just sticking to this show like i've already said non-canon no we were we're not even talking about this actual show i was talking about a show in general doing it in the show in general where he was a little edgier a little darker that's where the this where this conversation like said, started at a little edgier, a little darker is fine you take it you take it to what i'm talking about where we're indicating like he could be a dictator or we're indicating that you know he could be a fascist or something like that like no that's when you've lost me that's not superman that's when you've lost me that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, okay. Well, I agree to disagree. I think it'd still do great if its own thing. Like it, its own it, Elseworld it, story. It, like I said, it could very well do great, but that doesn't mean it would be true to Superman. That's never been the argument here that it would be true to the character or not. And I originally said that I would say that it was shit. I didn't say the whole world would. I would yeah. say I would and say And that's it what I've been shit. telling you, that you would think it was shit, but there was plenty of fans that would think that it would be good. But just because I'm, I could be the only one saying that, but the, the road less traveled might be the right one. It could be shit, but people could just be supporting it. That's all I'm saying. It could literally be shit, but people support shitty things all the time. Smallville. 
Here we go. I'm not getting into this with you, man. I'm not getting this with you. Smallville lasted a hell of a lot longer than Injustice. World's the longest turd. That's longer lasted a hell of a lot longer than Injustice. World's the longest turd. Just saying. Yeah. Influenced a lot more Superman projects than Injustice, but you know. Anyway, moving on. Another uh, animated project. Scott Pilgrim. Anime. Did you see Scott Pilgrim? The movie? I did. I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah. That uh, had Chris Michael Sarah, Chris Evans. Michael uh, Sarah. Yeah, that was, that was Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I thought he was the motherfucker from. Um, no. He's who? the son from Arrested Development, pro- uh, whatever. I don't think I've seen that. But who? who uh, it's show. Who is the guy from um, Vote for Pedro and all that shit? Uh, Napoleon. I, Napoleon Who's Dynamite? Napoleon Dynamite? That's not Michael Sarah? No, that's not Michael Sarah. What the fuck, man? Michael Sarah. This is this guy. Look. Scott Pilgrim. He's old as, well, not old as fuck, but. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah Michael yeah. Sarah. Okay, 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 okay. But he's coming back. Yeah, they're all, the all whole their cast, cast original voice actors. coming back for Scott Pilgrim. The I saw anime. the list, but I didn't see Chris Evans' voice and name. Was his name there? Chris Evans is in there. Yeah, yeah he's there? Yeah. Chris Evans is in there. And they said it's going to be like, you know, obviously because, it, it, you know, based on the, the manga series or whatever, right. it's going to be more true to the to the manga this time. And But yeah, they're bringing back the cast. Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. It's Me too. The, first, the movie was funny as shit. I don't know how true it was to the, to the actual thing. I can't even lie. I'm not going to rap like I sat here and read that shit. Right, but. right, right. Let me ask you a question. Did they switch it up like a little bit now? Because like the whole story was kind of wild. That's that story was like a fucking crack, dog. Because that girl was like sixteen, and like uh, Scott Pilgrim was trying to holler that girl. He was like twenty. The girl, the main girl, was 16? yeah, the main girl was sixteen. No, she was his age. The no. the Asian girl was younger. She no. was she was dating him. She was like seventeen. He was like twenty one. Who was the girl's name? Fuck. Was it uh, was it Ramona something? Ramona Flowers. Something. Was Fuck. it Ramona Flowers? God damn it! I think it was Ramona Flowers. Let me get that shit right now. Scott Program. Let me just look up Scott Program, bro. Ramona Flowers. Ramona Flowers is the delivery girl and the deuteragonist in Scott. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Age. Get the fuck out of it. Okay, it was the other girl. Yeah, the Asian, was he, the he was dating the Asian girl and she was a minor and his friends were telling him the whole movie he needed to drop that shit with her. And he was using her as kind of like a like a rebound kind of because he was oh. filling up with, you know, he wasn't really into her or whatever, but then he, Ramona Flowers? Yeah, Ramona Ramona Flowers, Flowers, yeah, she came through, and then that's when he started falling in love. But then she was like, "Nah, man, I got like I got like nineteen exes that you got to fight before you can get to me." And that was like Scott Pilgrim versus the World was him up against all her exes. Yeah, it's crazy as fuck. I'm not fighting all the bitch exes. Oh no, I ain't doing no that shit, bro. Ain't that's, no win. That's too much, bro. Like, <laughs> ain't no win. Hell, like I'll date you if you could beat all my exes. Like, hold up. What <laughs> fuck? Your boyfriend's was Chris fucking Evans. Like, nah, your boyfriend, your nah. boyfriend was Chris Evans. <laughs> you know what I fuck with though? That this girl had like. What well, was Brandon Ralph too? Who's that? She dated Brandon Ralph in the movie too. Oh. Uh, who's that? Who's Brandon Ralph? Yeah. Superman. What? The Adam. Oh, okay. Superman from Superman Returns, right? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, all right. It's, 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 it wasn't that great of a movie. He was also come on. Not, not great. Nah, nah, okay, wasn't all right. Great of a movie, but he also no, it wasn't really a good movie at all. I don't like that movie. I don't actually like. Uh, you no, know, we can we can sidebar real quick and shit on Superman Returns all day long because uh, I just uh, think like that whole movie was a, was a mistake. I feel like it was an overhype. Like they were trying to hype it up for something well, see, more than it was. Because the right? they're trying to make him look like what's his face, Christopher Reeve. The that idea, guy, the idea was that it was Christopher Reeve Superman like, coming back, back but it didn't make sense because <laughs> Brandon Ralph looked so young at the time. Mm. Lois Lane had in the movie looked so young. Um, they try to like Lord, like pull back a couple years or whatever. They were like, no, they were they were saying like he'd been gone for five years. Like, bro, if this dude was gone for five years. What he what, what was he like nineteen when he was Superman yeah. or something? Like, 
I, I just don't know. They were trying to say Superman 1 and 2 were canon and then erase 3 and 4 and then say Returns was. And right. then the, Returns was going to be like the new 3 and then they were going to do another one after Returns. But then obviously Returns failed. Yeah. And then the whole like, I think it was a weird add-on with like she was like, you know, the kid that he came back to that was hers. It turns out was his. Yeah, that's so silly. And he like didn't know until like the end, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I feel like he would have known, right? Isn't this way like a scientist on some level or whatever? Wouldn't he been able to just x-ray real quick and be like, hold on, this guess, kid's anatomy kind of look like mine. What do you mean? Was based on, like I said, like the whole thing was like supposed to be his love letter to the Christopher Reeve movies. But okay. it's like, even Christopher Reeve wasn't down with that movie. Christopher Reeve, I know you're going to hate this, but Christopher Reeve wanted Tom Welling to be Superman. And he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't yeah, I, I, fond I remember of, you telling me he was a fan yeah, of Tom He was Welling. not fond of uh, them deciding to do that movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm about to say something, and I know you're going to hear me for it, but I didn't even know Christopher Reeve was alive to see that movie. What? Yeah. He didn't know. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was alive when the movie came out. He was alive when it was in okay. Production. When it was in production. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. All right. All right. So I'm not too far off then. All right. It was around yeah. the same era then. But yeah, it's back to Scott Pilgrim. Um, you know what I fucked with though? Or well, not fucked with? What I thought was actually kind of funny in that movie was that the Asian girlfriend was always trying to like copy the hairstyle of Ramona the entire time. Like, you know what I, mean? I don't even remember all that. She had like blue hair, and then the the Asian girl came was wearing blue hair, trying to win back Scott. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah. It's a young ass side is what I would have told her. I would have never that's fucking crazy. You said Brandon Roth was in his what was his bro? He was one of the boyfriends. Yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, he Todd was the... Ingram was his, was his character. Aubrey Plaza was in this shit? Mm-hmm. What? You know Aubrey Plaza, right? You know what that is? Vaguely. Vaguely. I know the name. This girl right here. Yeah. yeah, she's weird as fuck. You ever seen her do interviews? I thought you were gonna say I've ever seen her do some other shit. I was like, oh what? no, no, no! <laughs> How weird is she? Is this? Is, is this uh, Captain Marvel? Where Brie Larson or whatever? Right here, this blonde girl. No, right? I don't know. I don't know. Man, I gotta look. Fuck. Is she oh, Brie Larson, yeah. It was yeah. Brie Larson? Envy Adams was her character name. Oh, shit. Oh, so Brie shit. Larson's in the bitch, too. Chris Evans. <laughs> Excuse me. Brie Larson. Any other Avengers? Uh, nah, that's about it. They got a release date for this show? Uh, I'm not sure. Hold on. It says late. Uh, you can expect it late. 2023 or early 2024. All right. So, so one of those. I, I mean, I'm I'm glad we're getting it, but like, it's it's just it's one of those who asked for this. Yeah, you know I mean, like I'm cool, I'm cool with it. Like I didn't even give it to us. Fuck it, right? It was a it was a funny movie, but like, I didn't realize there was a big demand on Scott Prober. I don't know. I think the book has a bigger fan base than like you know than the movie. I know. Yeah. 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 I was well. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, the book has. I heard, know, I heard, a, the, I've heard following. that the the book had like a bigger following. Yeah, for the, sure. the book it has a cult following, you know. Right. So it's like, you know, right. and you know, Netflix is always hurting for content. Hopefully, it lasts more than one season. But moving on, Equalizer Three now has a synopsis. We don't know too much about the movie, but we got a synopsis for the movie, and it actually sounds pretty cool. I've got it right here. All right. This is Equalizer Three with starring Denzel Washington, bring back Antoine Fuqua to direct. It's also the reunion of um, <coughs> of Denzel with um, Dakota Fanning since uh, Man on Fire. 
was the last movie. Was that the girl? Yes, Dakota Fanning. Oh my gosh, she used to be America's sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> not, not Latino America, that's for sure. Okay. That's like 12% of America. Like. Yeah, yeah, still not our America. Like, I didn't even know who this fucking girl was until you said it. Like the man on fire girl. Like, oh, Mark Anthony's daughter in that one movie. Yeah, there we go. It says See, that, remember that. Since giving up his life as a government assassin, Robert McCall has struggled to reconcile the horrific things he's done in the past and finds a strange solace in serving justice on behalf of the oppressed. Finding himself surprisingly at home in southern Italy, he discovers his new friends are under the control of local crime bosses. As events turn deadly, McCall knows what he has to do. Become his friend's protector by taking on the mafia. Is he saving his little girl again? I don't know. I don't know if he's saving her again or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a cool callback to the man on fire. Yeah. It'd be cool if she, because she's older now, obviously. Yeah. She's not a little girl. She's a grown woman. It'd be cool if she was actually on the other side. Oh. Thing. They got to kill her this time. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of crazy. Like he died for you last time. Now he's gonna kill you, bitch. It's so crazy. That, you know, Denzel never does sequels, and he's now doing the third Equalizer. He had never done a sequel before Equalizer Two. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. He's known for never doing sequels. His, I mean, his fucking one and done movies hit like crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I can, I can understand why. <laughs> yeah, he just he's not, not a, a lot fan. of them end in a way where there wouldn't be a right. Sequel. Usually, you wouldn't really need a sequel. Yeah. You know. And that's a good thing. I like the way he. Not a good thing. It depends on obviously the story, but like his stories end well. Right. Right. Like, right. Like, Man on Fire, one of my favorite movies for him, bro. For sure. Fucking fucking amazing. It was, on, it was fire, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, a series, though, I wish I always wish he would have come back to is... Um, he did a movie called Devil in the Blue Dress in 1992 um, okay. that, that uh, Don Cheadle was in as well. And it's, it's just... I, that's probably my favorite Denzel movie. Yeah. Where he's just like... He, you know, he plays <coughs> um, uh, a black man... Obviously, in the, in the fucking, uh, you know, it's like 1940s, 1950s. And, like, he, you know, he's, he's a black man. He's got his own house and stuff like that. And he just, get, he just gets laid off. And then he gets hired to be, like, a, a, a PI, you know what I'm saying? Private investigator. Mm-hmm. And he gets uh, getting caught into this, this this dark mystery, you know, you know, betrayal, murder, and all this good stuff. And it's a real, like, dope noir-type film and stuff like that. And he plays a character named Ezekiel Rollins, and there's a whole book series based on Ezekiel Rollins where, he, like, he starts... Devil in the Blue Dress is the first one. It's the first book. And that was, like, you know, it begins his, like, you know, arc as this detective and stuff like that, and then he, he kind of catches the bug for being a detective after that case mm-hmm. and then goes on to, like, solve all these other cases and stuff like that. But we only got the first one, and that was Devil in the Blue Dress, and we never got a sequel. It didn't make, like, a ton of money, but it was it's it's got a kind of a cult following. Hmm. But I would always love them to make a second one to that. Did you ever see that movie Two Guns with Mark Wahlberg and Denzel? Yes, I only yeah. saw it once. Yes, yes, I only saw it once. It wasn't all that. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was alright. I, I wouldn't have mind seeing an action comedy again between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It, it, two actors you'd never really think you'd ever see yeah. on screen. Again. I think that's why I liked it so much. I was like, oh, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, kind of like maybe they were kind of going for that thing where it's like a kind of like a collateral thing. Where you get like where you get Jamie Foxx and, and and Tom Cruise and you're like what the fuck? But then it just makes it just works. Right, right, right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. It just works. <coughs> Excuse me. So if it's something like that, Denzel's Denzel's making the moves though, man. He got this Gladiator. That's right. He's in fucking Gladiator. Right, that's right. right. And that's not technically. I mean, it's a sequel, but it's not technically a sequel for him. Not his sequel. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's his first. Right. So that's that's super dope, man. That's super dope. Equalizer 3. You think he's going to be the last one? 
I feel like it will be. And I, I got like this just like lingering feeling in my gut that they're it's gonna just kill like, him off they're sure. going to kill him. He's going to die saving somebody. It's just like, man, I hope it's not this. I hope it's not <laughs> this little white girl game, game bro. Come yeah, on, man. You better kill Denzel. Denzel, Denzel nah, better not bro. die for another white girl. I was like, same white girl twice. Yeah. Like, yo, come on. Hell nah, no. bro. Come on, man. Hell no. If he died for this white girl, his soul can't even pass to heaven. Oh, my God. What? What? What do you mean? Explain. Hmm? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? You know, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't save the same person twice. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and go and go to movie heaven. You can't save the same person twice. Oh, okay. You being an assassin and then save. You know what I'm saying? Your last save too. You certainly can't come into the black part of heaven with that. With that. With that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the last person you save. <laughs> Fuck. God damn. I hope the little brother that he saved in the second movie. You see the second Equalizer? Yeah. I hope the little brother that he saved his life in the second movie. I hope he gets like a little part or something like that. That'd be cool. Like he calls him home, white home or something like that. Or if they at least mention that he's doing like well. Doing like well. art school or yeah, something. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like he yeah. got like art career going on. I remember that. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. 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 That man walked right in that fucking room. Like, who the fuck are you? I'm your daddy. Ask your mom about me. Yeah. <laughs> so she, uh, <laughs> your mama just ain't never yeah, tell you yeah, about me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. Bro walked into a den of a, a den of bloods and crimson and shit. It was just like, yo, I'm your daddy, bitch, and like just walked off after smacking up a couple of them. <laughs> that shit was gangster, bro. Nah, yeah, he did his thing. Speaking of some other gangster shit, though, ballerina. Yeah, yeah, the John Wick, John Wick spinoff. That's Anna Demarcus, Demarcus, Anna something, hmm. Anna something, the ballerina, right? That's the star. Yeah, I don't know who's starring in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna, there's something. Anna the. Yeah, Anna us. And Anna Diamas is starting in the ballerina? Yeah, Get the fuck out. She is the ballerina, I think. Get the fuck out. It's yeah. not Anna Diamas. I'm pretty sure it's her. Cut it out. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, let's see. Cut Anna it out. Diamas ballerina Get the 2024. Fuck out of here. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a series, but it's a movie? Yo, I thought it was going to be a series, too. Maybe The Continental is the one that's going to be a series. Right? That Correct. Be, yeah, for Peacock Correct. or something. The Continental like that, yeah. is going to be a series. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Anna Diamas. Dia- I'm so. I'm like. 20 times more. Oh, yeah? You like her as an actor? I fucking love Like, I, I see her in stuff, but I mean... She could be a chef. I don't give a fuck what she do. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it's like that. Oh, okay, okay. No, I'm just kidding. She is a great actress, oh, though. Okay. She's a great actor. I, I like her. I've seen her in James Bond movies. So. She wasn't that one. So she, she did pretty good, like, action-wise in that dress or whatever. In, so I'm thinking in, maybe... Um, before that, you know, her breakout role was uh, Knives Out. What, the first one? Yeah. Oh, I never saw the first one. You never saw the first one? No, no, no. Fuck, you should watch that movie. I saw the second one. Second one, second one was good. Was right. Yeah, you should see that. I haven't seen the second one all the way through. Oh, yet. okay. So, yeah, I didn't even know Anna Diarmas was starring yeah. in Ballerina. So, Ballerina is the John Wick spinoff where, you know, if we've seen John Wick 3 where, um, you know, the the, uh, the the school or the, whatever that trained John Wick also trains these, like, you know, female assassins. Uh, you know the ballerinas or whatever and we're gonna see a little bit into that world so this is um so i hit the cast list it says keanu reese is gonna be in i'm it. gonna get to that i'm and gonna get to that go ahead go go ahead go. lance reddick gonna be in it too correct i'm gonna get yeah. to all that though i'm gonna get i'm gonna because they had something specific that they were saying about like how the role that he plays because a lot of people were going like okay, well, he's in it. it's cameo right yeah. but they expanded upon that oh it's a bigger role correct so uh this is this is from um a collider interview um the co-writer of the series, uh, Shay Haddon, um, she talked, uh, of the film, rather, talked about uh, <coughs> Ballerina and uh, some of the backstory of De Armas' character, uh, who's called Rooney. 
Uh, this is what Haddon had to say. Ballerina starts by introducing a character who kind of went through some of the same training as John in the Ballet Academy of Angelica Huston's character that we see in the third movie. The director, right. But then she ends up going to a whole new corner of the world in a new kind of isolated community that really is unlike anything we've seen in these previous John Wick movies. Now, how much is John Wick in Ballerina? Um, ballerina producer Erica Lee explained that Keanu Reeves was on set filming for about a week while Reddick shot for a day. Although she calls the addition of uh, John Wick character as last minute ads, it seems that Reeves' role would be more extensive. Hadn't elaborated by saying, we got him to be in it for a good chunk. He's a real character and it's not just kind of a one piece cameo. He's got, and she went on to say, well, I shouldn't say too much, but he's in the movie in a way that I think people are going to be really excited by. And it was cool because it really was the only reason we set it between three and four was because it felt like there was kind of a cool window of time for John there. Because at the end of the third movie, he's been shot off the roof. He's really kind of beaten up and then he recuperates in the Bowery King's basement. And by the time the fourth movie starts, he's healed and he's on a different side of the world. And we just thought, OK, how did he get from point A to point B? What happened in that little time of window? So it just seemed like a really kind of natural way to fit him in and have him interact with this other character during this other character's story during that window. So I think it fills in kind of a missing puzzle piece that people will think is interesting, hopefully. Haddon also talked about uh, co-writing the script with Emerald uh, Fennel, talking about what Fennel brought to that original script when she signed on. Um, She says that, oh, I guess at one point, uh, Hadden, or Hadden, rather, well, I wasn't on it at some point. She said that I was actually during the interim when I wasn't on it. I wrote the original script, then was rewriting it, and I think it was when Anna D'Armas came on, Emerald came on, and did a pass at it. And then I came back on later and read her draft, and I was like, it's great, because she's a genius. So it was like she kind of, I think she put a lot of ideas in there that as is the nature of the thing. Some of them stuck and are in the movie, and some of them were kind of developed away from again as it was going into production. But I do think it was really cool to kind of have a writer that I'm such a fan of just come in. And she's just talking about the writer all the time. But the point is, so John Wick is in it. Lance Wright's character is in it. John Wick, they say, is in it for, you know what I'm saying, like it's more than just a cameo. She probably plays like a, a significant role in it. Or, or we just, I, I misunderstood. I thought you were telling me Lance had a bigger role in this. No, Lance was on, Lance <laughs> Reddick was on set for a day. Yeah, yeah. And Keanu Reeves was on it for a week. I misunderstood what we were talking about. I saw I got excited. I was like, oh shit, he's in it for real, for real? Like, all right, so all right, all right. Now, I, now I understand what you meant. Yeah, no, Keanu, yeah. Keanu Reeves is in it for a, a good a good chunk. It was a week worth of filming. They got Norman Reedus in this, too. Norman Reedus in the joint? Yeah, if anybody knows, uh, what was it? Uh, Daryl. Daryl, right? In the, the fucking Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. He was also that punk motherfucker in Blade, too. Same haircut, same everything. Mm-hmm. This guy just, nothing changes him, huh? Hey. He was in that fucking wow, oh, damn! He was the star of that one video game. Like they just like this. There we go, that one. Yeah, uh, they got Chloe Grace Ma- Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz is in the shit yeah, too. Yeah, with some kick ass, right? That was a yeah, little psychic yeah, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. She in it. And then uh, Ian McShane's in, in it. She was in Equalizer One too. Was she one of the prostitutes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, she was the prostitute, the one he was trying to say. Gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, Ian McShane's in it. That's the yeah 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 the continental guy yeah okay okay what the fuck is that Winston 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 okay dope 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 and then I don't know who this is Catalina Sandino Moreno no idea who this so is. damn I went into this definitely thinking it was a TV show so ballerina is a movie I thought it was a TV show too and continental is a TV, is a TV show. show continental is a prequel 
Yeah, well, yeah, the center yeah. back has got young Winston and young. It's got a different actor playing Winston in it. Oh, where? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, I mean, you know, he's a fucking okay. okay. Yeah, it's got a young, it's got a young uh, actor playing Winston and a different actor playing obviously uh, Lance Wright's character. Oh, cool. Okay, so at least his character, I mean, his character, the character is, is going to get a little more like, development, or at least yeah. on our end, right? As the viewers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that's cool. That's cool. Ballerina. These posters for it look really cool. Oh too. yeah. Oh yeah, the posters look fire. I I want to say I, it was probably supposed to be a TV show because I remember. I thought it, it was a TV show. I've been recently. seeing things that say TV show or some shit. So maybe 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 some Mandela effect shit. They didn't move this over to another timeline. God damn shit. It. You hit the brake and the gas pedal in your car once, and now you're in a whole new fucking universe. <laughs> I wish they would move us to a universe um, without... Are we done with this, this conversation? Yeah, yeah, good. Well, I wish they would move us to a universe without Fast and the Furious, honestly, man, because <laughs> I just can't with this shit anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it. I don't even want no pieces of this. My ears are wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know everything he said, though. You're going to have to come back, bro. I, I, know, I, know the gist, I know the gist of what fucker said. I know the gist of what he said. So, oh, so it was Vin Diesel that said this, right? Ben Diesel said that this movie is gonna be Brian Brian O'Connor's O'Connor's last. last movie, Paul Walker's character. Now we all thought obviously that his last movie was, was Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah, you know when he died. But you know apparently not. Apparently, um, you know this was Vin, Vin Diesel was like you know I mean, he was saying something along the lines of like another dream. The studio made a no. He was like the studio made a very bold and brave decision to keep the character alive and. And now they're gonna like you know write the character you know out or you know whatever the studio Say is it, they're is gonna it s- not his studio doing this no I mean no, you know, hell no, no. it's universal uh, uh I don't know why the fuck that 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 okay all right yeah, you're right it's universal. Yeah. yeah it's universal like it's the so, fucking logos in the beginning yeah, I don't know why literally, I asked, literally right? it says okay. universal right before they showed him it's just he named his production company something like relating to cars right that's what it was did he yeah I think it's like. That's so like Vin Diesel's so weird because he's not like he remember he like wasn't even like a car guy. Yeah, it was it was Paul right? Paul yeah. was into like those those racing cars and shit. Right. And yeah. Now he's all about American muscle and you know yeah. family and you know <laughs> t shirts, white t shirts. They should have already let like, they should have already let this character like. What did I keep telling you? Paul Walker is in purgatory, purgatory right now yeah. because they won't let his fucking soul rest. They won't leave his name alone. It's really crazy. You know, and now they're going to drag his daughter into this shit. I bet you. It's going to be like in Love and Memory Paul and it's going to show videos of Paul and his daughter and shit. I fucking bet you that's going to be the end. Yeah, maybe. I just I just don't I don't understand <laughs> like, it. It should have been the last a long time ago. I really just don't understand it. Like, I just don't get it. Like, how do you milk a man's legacy like this? Like, how, just how do you milk a man's legacy this much? I just I've never seen anything like this. Where There's in this the same in the same life of a figurative speech you got going on right now. There should be no more milk left. Yes, you like, know, there the milk be no should be gone. Milk. Should be, at this point, you're literally just like you're. You know how like when you get milk sometimes and you you get all the milk out of the jug and it leaves like the little stains. You're, yeah, just, you're getting just, that. You're, you're like. You're like just you're trying filling to... it up with water and mixing it, hoping it's gonna taste kind of like milk, bro. That's yeah. what the fuck you're doing. That's dead just... ass. Because the milk is gone. Like <laughs> he's been dead since the seventh movie in real life. We're going on it. We're going. We're going. On, the, we're the going ending. on it. We're going on a decade of this man being oh dead. My, oh my gosh, a decade, dude. Part seven. The ending was nice. The whole when I see you again, and then they fucking drove off two separate yes. sides of the highway. That was a nice send off. And then keeping him alive in the movies, but then like never involving him because he's a family man now. 
That makes sense. That makes fucking sense. Honestly, I I think that's a little disrespectful too. I I think it's okay. Like <sighs> no 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 no. I don't think it's okay. I think it's 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 okay for what we knew was already going to happen with yeah. the Diesel's movies. We knew they were going to let this man's name yeah. die. They were always going like, to bring him up. Like but Brian's just not going to ride for the homies no more. Like that's crazy. Like <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> Like that's crazy. Like the whole fucking like. First of all, like Vin Diesel like turns like Vin Diesel like turns on the team. Like it becomes like a super villain, and like Brian and me are just like, eh, that's not my bro. Not my problem. Now I think they mentioned him in the, that movie. They're in number like, eight. Yeah, they're like, yo, should we let them know? And they're like, no, he's leaving he's Brian out. out of, yeah, let you leave him and me, Maya, out the out of this. They left the game a long time ago. There, there was a moment when they said that. I remember that. But you know. I get it though, and then I, and, I I get, and then they had his character watching the kids in number nine. That <laughs> shit had me tight. That was that was that was that's crazy. disrespectful. Because in like part like, six or seven, they had crazy. fucking Prince Royce, who was a crime boss in this fucking world, who had like a whole island with just motherfuckers with guns take care of them kids. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he's my, he's all with, of a sudden now Paul's babysitter. Where are the kids? He's with the greatest protection in the world. What? Who? And they just like they all did. <laughs> Yeah, Brian. I, I would have been like, who? 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 What the fuck? Hobbs? <laughs> the Rock? Y'all squashed squash that beef? The fuck? <laughs> man, that's, that shit is corny, man. Yeah. And, I, and I guess that they're saying that they're, they're going to end his character in 10. Um, because, you know, he was, I guess he made that deal with Vin to do 10 movies or whatever. And you know they're actually going to do 11. So maybe that's why they're like not gonna have him in eleven. But at this point, you might as well just have his character in eleven too. Yeah, the send off. And then what does that mean? They're gonna his character is this little last. Are you gonna kill him in this? Yeah, like mean? are you gonna get like? Because in what way does this not give us PTSD? <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, <laughs> shit. like, yo, like real shit. Like, what, what do you mean? This is the last. Are you gonna kill him? Like, and how? Or are you gonna retire him a second time like you did in part seven? Because there's no like, all there's no like off, there's no off-screen death that you could give this character to where this doesn't like fuck us up, like and give us pizza serious PTSD. Because if you have him like save the game by like, you know, running his super into like another car <laughs> or something, that's not gonna fly well with a lot of people, man. No, you know what I mean. It's really, it's a really touchy thing, man. And then if you have it to where like, I, you know, it could be interesting. Like they, like you know, he saves them or whatever in the last race or whatever. I'm just, I'm just speculating here, but like the know, last race, you know, he hasn't saved, been about racing. He in years, saves like. them in the last, you know, little race against Jason Moore. But then like all the other, other, other cars get like trapped in like another dimension or something. I don't know. And then, like, <laughs> that's why he's not that's that's why he's not an 11 in the dark dimension that, like, with, you know, uh, with what's his face yeah Dormammu yeah and then they're like racing cars in hell and shit or whatever I don't fucking know man I just don't I don't I just don't know how you write this I just don't know how you write this character out how do you write him out like how do you write him out? I thought you. I thought, I thought he was written out. Right. I thought I figured out the first time. Like now, you you brought it back. Nobody told you to bring it no, back. No, they made Literally. a bold decision. And the, Diesel, the bold like decision. Like that's got you written all over it. Vin. That, that's a bold decision to like do a plot line where like clearly he would come back, and then you say like some offhanded line like, "Oh well, you know he's out, man." Like that's a bold decision. Like that's so stupid. Yeah. And like these guys are dumb, man. They should have just. I think if they were gonna do this franchise. They, I'm not saying not to do it, man, but just like, because I, I was open to eight, like after seven, but when I seen it, that's when I was like, oh no, they should have let this thing die. Mm. 
I think part five was a great movie to end it on. Five was a perfect yeah. movie. To like end everybody end. got rich, they all got away. You know what I mean? Live happily ever after with their gajillions of yeah, dollars. That would have been great. Yeah, they killed the crime boss, his entire fucking thing, and then they connected it to fucking Michelle Rodriguez's disappearance. So you yeah. even got revenge. Six yeah. six was a good ending too. Yeah, yeah six was a good ending too. Yeah, like you know I mean, there was plenty of, sh- and then bringing her back in six. You know what I mean? Then now, now Vin Diesel finally got his, you know, his cake. Girl, like, he too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it's ended right that there. The, I'm mad they killed Gal Gadot in that one though. Yeah, that was foul. That that was foul. That was foul. That, Vin didn't have to get someone for y'all to lose someone. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Dude. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you saved Michelle Rodriguez. Before you say so Gagat, like, yeah, oh, y'all crazy. Michelle that's Rodriguez should have died for <laughs> Gagat. Like, y'all breathing in them car fumes too much. Real shit. That's what it was. I just feel like, I don't know what, but I just feel like there's there's a good, because we just know how, like, Mandela effects work. And, you think Gagat's going to be a character again? No, oh, okay. I'm saying that's a, that's, a, that's a possibility, too. Like They, yeah. they, they brought back Han. Yeah, like Gagat. She didn't fall into the thing. They thought she did, and when she when he looked away, she actually she hit the, the side of it. She lost the leg, but they, <laughs> now she's a cyborg. <laughs> they did that with her. It just opened. And then yeah, and, and, then, and then and then like and then as soon as like Gagat pops up the shadow, she lands on the ground, <clears throat> and then like she like whoops a whole bunch of like secret agents' ass, and then and then and then and then, and then, Michelle, and then Michelle Michelle Rodriguez says. That shit was wondrous. This is fucked up, but I just think like, and I mean like, you know, because we never know how like timelines work, like, but you never know because like, you know, do you know how they say you go back in time, you move a coffee cup, and like the whole world could like change or whatever? Or yeah, something if, like if that. time is singular, yeah, that's how things would work. Like. Probably. In a perfect world, like they stopped at Fast Five and like Paul Walker never died. Like that's the <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. That's the perfect world. Yeah. Like they stopped at Fast Five and Paul Walker was never. On but that, that was street. such a great ending for everybody. Dog, that was such a all this family bullshit. That felt like a family team. Besides, yes. like, you know what I mean, because you have fucking Don't Mind, you had Tego, you had like you know what I mean, the Hispanic dudes. That's who they are. Yeah, yeah, you had Tyrese, Ludacris. You had uh, Gal Gadot. You had the fucking. Uh, you had Han. You had you know. Uh, you had Paul Walker. You had yes. me. Yeah, Vin Diesel. You, you know what I mean? You had the rock. Yeah, Paul Walker, right? Like, he made, like, the, the glue. Like, Paul Walker really was, like, the Because he knew most he of them. he knew all the yeah, squad. Like, yeah. he, he's the glue. He brought everybody Who together. Who the fuck did Vin Diesel bring? He brought Gal Gadot and then Tego and uh, Don Omar. He brought three people. Yeah, like, the squad. they like, yeah. fucking with Paul. Yeah, like. everybody else fucking with him, bro. Like, come on, man. And that's when that's when it finally became an actual, like, family. Family, kind of. You know what I mean? Y'all had each other. And then millions of dollars for everybody. What? Ten million each? What? That would have been a great ending. That's like, the ending, you bro. Like, that's that was the, the ending. ending right there. Yeah. Y'all done fucking shit. Now we done gone to space and shit. Niggas fighting aliens and robots. Y'all <laughs> fucking up, man. You got the bitch. You got Charlize Theron driving the Avengers See, jets and shit. You want to know how I know it got too far? Because The Rock and Vin Diesel started beefing in real life. Right. When you start beefing with your co-stars in real fucking life, that's when you that's know a series goes some, way too some, far. Something right. Way too far. Something, it's too much. Something is not right. Yeah. Too far, bro. Too far. I'd understand if y'all beefed and it was only one movie. And it's like, all right, just never work with that person again. But you're telling me six, seven movies in, now you're finally beefing with everybody? Come on, man. That You kind of should have ended this a long time ago. Part five would have been a great ending. Yeah. Would have been amazing. You know, this is interesting because I, I, didn't, I didn't actually put this on the list. What's that? But I want to actually read what, um, I want to read what Vin Diesel had to say about Justin Lin. Because, you know, Justin Lin was supposed to direct this Fast and the Furious movie, Fast and Furious 10, because he had, he, he's directed the, uh, some of the previous interests. If I'm not mistaken, he did number five. Uh, okay, that sounds right. Just, let, me, let me just double check that. Let All me right. just... Let me just double check that he did five. He might not have did five. No, no, no. 
Yeah, he did five. Dude, I did not know five like was this well received. Like that's like seven point three on IMDb, seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, sixty six percent on Metacritic. That's like that's like an Oscar worthy for the fa- <laughs> for the Fast and Furious franchise, yeah. like for their level. Like that's, I'm telling you, that like, was Fast probably the best one they had. Yes, Fast Five was easily the best one. Yeah. Easily the best one. But Justin Lin, and that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing with this movie was like Justin Lin was supposed to come back, and he, you know, because the whole the whole plot of this movie is that connects back to five. Yeah. So he, being the director of five, <laughs> was gonna come in and direct ten, and then he get he, he excuse <coughs> fuck he's he gets into it with Vin Diesel, and then he ends up exiting. And remember, like Michelle Rodriguez talked about recently, where they had like there was a week where like they didn't have a director, and her and Charlize Theron like did their own fight scene like without a director. Mm-hmm. Which watch that watch that fight scene like turn out to be shit. Like watch people be like, damn, the choreography is like shit in this life. Cause they were hyping it, cause she was. She said like she was like, we don't need no director. And every time people say shit like that, it bites them in the ass. And you know, Michelle, it's like when the Brooklyn Nets said they didn't need no coach, and, I, and, and now you know, all you know what, all the niggas on that team are a different team now. Like, you, <laughs> like you tell me, Denzel Washington don't need a director? I'm be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. You tell right. me, Michelle Rodriguez say we don't need a director? I'm just sitting there like, well, yeah, I don't know about mm, all that. What does that show. mean? Yeah. What does that mean? I think you need a director. Yeah, you know I mean, but Vin Diesel, um, he sat down, uh, I believe, with Collider. And talked uh, talked about Justin Lin's uh, exit. So I want I want to read some of that. Hold on. I have it here. Fast X. Vin Diesel discusses Justin Lin's exit. Lin, a creative force behind the scenes, departed the tenth film early in production to be replaced by Louis Leterrier, who is the director of the Incredible Hulk film. Um. So let's see here. Vin Diesel said, "There definitely wasn't an easy time," said the star and producer of the films. Speaking to Total Film, also oh, he was speaking to Total Film Collider, just as re- reposting, excuse right. me, giving y'all that credit, Collider, for no reason. Uh, it was reported at the time via third party that a creative disagreement between Lynn and Diesel was the main reason behind the director's departure from the franchise. However, Diesel was gracious and uh, magnanimous when discussing his feelings on Lynn as a director and a man. There still was traces of the pandemic. This is Vin Diesel speaking. There still was traces of the pandemic and all that pressure that was put on the production, he said. Nothing but love for Justin and nothing but gratitude for the work that he did to get us to that first week of filming. But sometimes you got to find a way to get it done. And by finding a way to get it done, the franchise moved on to Louis Leterrier, the French director who helped Jason Statham launch his career by casting him in the Transporter series, as well as working in the early days of the Marvel Cinematic Universe alongside Edward Norton and the Incredible Hulk. As he has previously explained, he was given extremely short notice on which to respond to the offer of taking on a mammoth task, seeing this behemoth of an action film through to completion. This is uh, Louis Leterrier talking about um, they, when they asked him to do it. He said, I said no. I couldn't fathom doing this. It's just impossible. It's just massive. Doing any movie, any TV show, anything without prep is crazy, let alone doing the biggest movie in the biggest action franchise of all time. Bro. Like, Whoa, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> oh, know that. I don't wait, know that. Everybody calm down. But the, oppor- <laughs> the opportunity was too good to pass up, so I accepted. I took a plane and landed. All this in the span of four days. It was crazy. At first, I was like, okay, what did Justin do? Can I see storyboards? Can I see shot list? I took it all in, and then you find your bearings, and it becomes yours. I had a short runway, but I had the best crew in the world, Justin's crew. We were in sync from the get-go. The analogy is, when I do French shows, I'm used to driving a little Renault. And here, it's a Dodge Charger, where everything is perfectly tuned. And it's like, oh my god, I've never felt that power. It's exciting. So, hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. 
Yeah, it, it just seems like they're blowing a lot of hot ass air because this motherfucker talking yeah. the greatest action franchise I hear, of all time. And I want to hear what Justin Lin has to say <laughs> about this shit. I want Justin Lin to do like a real sit down interview and say like everything that like led to him really leaving. Weren't there the rumors series? that yeah that he was already tired of how ridiculous these movies were fucking getting? I think he said the set pieces were getting too crazy and something like yeah, that. Yeah, like it was budget, just too budget, much. Up. Remember, there was a lot of rumors that the budget was ballooning and all that stuff. Yeah. So maybe it's more. I think it's obviously it's two sides to every story, right? Because yeah. you know Vin Diesel come out, he says something by the rock, and he'd be like, you know. We just didn't see, you know, creatively eye to eye. And then the Rock would come out and be like, he's a piece of shit. He's a liar. He's a fucking piece of shit. He's going to bring up my kids. Watch. He's going to bring up my fucking kids. Yeah, I told my kids to call him Uncle Uncle Rock. And, he's uh, a manipulator. Yeah, Rock would be like, he's a manipulator. Yeah. <laughs> see, bringing up my kids again. <laughs> bringing up the kids is wild, though. That's hilarious. That's like, the, that's like a perfect way of, like, winning an argument without actually, like, getting big and buck. You bring the kids into it. <laughs> like, oh, that's crazy that your dad out here hates me. <laughs> Not the kids at home talking about, Dad, why do you hate Uncle Vin? Why do you hate Uncle Vin? Yeah, he's so cool. He drives cars fast. And he's such a my family. Why do you hate him? He loves us. He has cool goggles that sees monsters at night and he fights them. Oh, like... <laughs> wait, wrong franchise. <laughs> Another flop. He said he never hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate him, Dad? He'll never let the world forget us if we pass. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uncle Vin said you didn't love Paul like he did. <laughs> he didn't even know Paul, right? Paul, like, what they had, they met in, like, five, and that was, like, the end of it? Who? The Rock and Paul? No, no, no. No, The Rock and Paul was actually pretty tight. Yeah? According to Rock, yeah, according yeah. to Rock. And I think, I remember um, Paul Walker says that, too, in, his, in one of his last interviews. He was saying, like, he fought with The Rock pretty heavy. Like, yeah? they seen eye to eye. Like, they was pretty cool. They probably hated Vin Diesel's like point. Probably did. That's why they seen eye to eye. This motherfucker. This movie fucking sucks. Why you can stand that motherfucker together? <laughs> That's hilarious. <coughs> they probably can stand his ass together. But no, nah, man. But anyway, I, mean, you know, I guess we'll see that. I'm not like I said. I'm already. I'm not seeing Fast Ten. Like, I'm not like, seeing it in theaters. I'm, there's no. Yeah, way, when no. it's the free on the streaming service that I'm already paying for, then but I'll fast fucking watch five, it. You know, we got the we got the retro. Yeah, we'll do that. that. We're gonna do that. Um, but in the other news, man, just, you know, speaking of uh, funny things, you know, Trevor Noah, uh, comedian Trevor Noah, was yeah. the former host of the, the, the Daily, the Daily show, show, right? Which I loved him on the Daily Show. But he had I liked him on the Daily Show. something really great to it. I, mm. I, I like what they're doing now, and they're trying to find a new host and everything, and like their guest host and stuff. That's cool. But he's actually going back home to South Africa to host his, uh, the, a, a new, at first I thought it was a, 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 I thought it was like another like late night type show at first I thought it was, but it's actually like a, a comedy style like game show esque where it's, uh, it's called uh, a LOL last one laughing. So, um, okay. a poor, it's an unscripted comedy series that challenges 10 comedians to make each other laugh while keeping a straight face themselves. Um, this is what uh, Trevor Noah had to say. Uh, I'm excited to be back home to host Prime Video because it's with Prime. Oh, it's cool. Prime, Prime Video's first South African original, LOL, Last One Laughing, and have a chance to connect with my home audience, Trevor said in a statement. I am equally delighted for the opportunity to be working alongside my fellow homegrown comedy stars on a show that not only entertains, but gives back to the South African production and charity communities. The winner walks away with $50,000 for a South African charity of their choosing. We're delighted to be announcing Trevor's momentous return home to South Africa as the host of Prime Video's first South African original, um, added uh, Ned Mitchell, uh, Prime Video's head of originals, 
Africa and Middle East. Comedy in all its forms shines among South Africa's most valuable treasures. Together with an A-list roster of this country's incredible homegrown comedic talent competing for a great charitable cause, Trevor and Prime Video are demonstrating the depth of our shared ambition to invest and elevate the very best of South Africa for audiences locally and around the world. I think that's super dope. So so they're all South African comedians. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like oh. that. That seems very interesting. Yeah. And uh, South Africa do have some great comedians. And it's like, there's like a whole, just the whole world around of South Africa. It's just like just a whole parts of it that just the rest of the world is just not privy to. You know what I'm saying? Like their culture and just like, like you know, like something similar, just like comedians, just sudden, so many things about like them that I just think this is cool. Like this will be a, a first step in like, you know, them being represented, like, you know what I'm saying, on a bigger, on a mm-hmm. bigger scale. So I think that's really dope. And it's, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. So if I got this right. So these are already established comedians then, right? Like they already got their, their you know, their Wait, work know. lined up or whatever. Well, I, I, maybe they've worked some. I don't know how established they are. You know what I mean? Because right. I'm, I'm cool with the whole charity thing. Yeah, I was like, like, yeah, I was like, yeah. Because if, if you got just like, you know. He's some up and comer. He should yeah. get 50000 I feel right? like he should at least get 10000 You know what I mean? He's probably getting paid to be on Because if, they, if they've picked, if they've picked, like, if it's 10 on 10 or whatever, it's 20, if it's 20 comedians, something like that. Or it's 10, they say, right? If yeah. it's ten comedians, they probably picked like some of the funniest South African comedians to do this. And if that's the case, then they've probably like paid them for how many episodes they're in. I I know it's it's not like this, but I, well, maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm getting like a South African like wild and out vibe here. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. something like that. Like, I, something I like that. I wouldn't mind it if it like you know wasn't not like that, but like if you oh. know, Trevor Noah wasn't just a judge, he'd be in there kind of yeah. like throwing jabs too. You know? He probably will. He probably yeah. will be saying stuff too. Yeah. He probably will be saying. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Okay. He's a good host. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of in another uh, television series, uh, this is a huge series. I haven't ever had a chance to see any of it, but it, it, people people talk about this series like nonstop. Abbott Elementary, like it's a huge, huge hit. They've already been picked up for like a third uh, season. That's the one with everybody hates Chris Kid, right? Yes, okay. he's not a kid anymore. No, <laughs> he's older, he's older than yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sorry, don't know guys. He's like name, 31, 32. Yeah. But Tyler James Williams. Ty- Tyler, J- Tyler James Williams. James Williams. Okay. Yeah. Tyler right. James Williams. But, um, yeah. Abbott Elementary. The super hailed series. Super hailed comedy. I've seen, like, clips of it. And every time I see it, I, 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 you know, I do enjoy the clips. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch, like, a full... Is that, is that on Hulu? Is that what it is? Is it on Hulu? I think it's... I don't know. Is it on ABC or NBC? I have no idea what it's on, to be honest. I've never actually seen the show, either. But I heard great things about it. And every time I see a clip of it, it, it just it's it kind of reminds me of The Office. It's obviously it's more because oh, it's a sitcom, right? Yeah, and it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a what's they call it mockumentary or whatever. That's yeah, what, that's what they call yes, it. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay, yes, it's a mockumentary, yeah. kind of like similar to The Office. Obviously, just has a much more diverse cast. Okay, <laughs> you can watch it on ABC. You can watch it on Hulu with a subscription. HBO Max with a subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know everything else: Fubu, YouTube, YouTube, Google, Apple, Voodoo. Yeah, yeah I want to so. check. It. I want. I want to check it out one day because it really does look hilarious. And I've like seen a couple scenes, and I love The Office. And it's not it's not from the same you know creators no, or anything no, like that. But it's, it's the same like, like dynamic or whatever, right? Yeah. Who's it from? Is it from? Is it? Isn't it? Lady named Quinta Quinta Brunson? Is it Quinta Brunson the creator? Because she's also the star. Oh, let's see. Uh, I'll tell you right now. She's the creator and she's also the star, if I'm not mistaken. Quinta Brunson. Yep. Yeah, she's the creator yeah. and the star of the series. And the creator. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, do the rap and the track. Triple double no assist. Shit. Yeah, I mean, if you can make money off that shit in like different ways, fuck it, right? Yes, sir. They always tell you to have multiple avenues of money coming in. As you should. And you know what? That's probably it. You know As what you mean? should. Got paid for the project and get paid to start in the project. And the thing about the level of control that she has. Yeah, that's a hustle mentality right there, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to her. Shout out to Quinta Brunson. But this is, we didn't even fucking say the news. Taraji P. Henson, the legend, go. Taraji P. Henson is joining the series 
um, playing uh, the character Janine's mother, who I think the character Janine, her mother, she's always talked about and who that character could be played by has always been like a speculation amongst the fans and Taraji P. Ensign will be playing that character for a guest appearance and in the penultimate episode of this season and then she's supposed to be a guest star, I think, in the next season. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I really cool. fuck with Taraji. Taraji <clears throat> is such a like underappreciated actress. Mm. Obviously she had this that, that I, I and I obviously did, I didn't like all of that series, but she had that amazing run on Empire. But also just she also had an amazing run on Person of Interest, which this is not talking about enough at all. Like the CBS television series, crime drama. You remember Person of Interest? I did not. Person know. of Interest was a television series um, that co-starred uh, Taraji P. Henson alongside. Let me, uh, let me get these guys' names. What's it called? Person of Interest. Person of Interest. And it was on what? ABC? It was on CBS. CBS. Person of Interest. American My girl drama. used to watch this goddamn show every week. Oh. Every goddamn week. Okay. Yeah, so it starred uh, uh, Jim C- Caviezel and uh, Kevin Chapman. Michael Emerson. Michael Emerson was... Michael, yes, I, Michael Emerson was the person who created the machine. So Michael Emerson's character created a machine that could predict crime before it happened. Oh. And could predict persons of interest in crime. Like, that's why it's called person of interest. All right. And Taraji P. Henson, well, Jim Caviezel's character who played, uh, he was a former CIA agent named Reese. He was, like, thought to be dead and stuff like that. And he's, it's kind of like on some equalizer type vibes where he's, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, the character who created the machine, he's coming to him and asking him, like, hey, help me stop, you know, these crimes and stuff like that. Use your skills and we could, you know, save people together. And Taraji P. Henson is the detective who's trying to, like, first figure out who they are and stop them because she thinks they're criminals. But then when she finds out what they're doing, she then joins them. How many seasons does this have? Five. Five? Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a really For good sure. show. It's a really good show. I'm going to tell you, though, real quick. Right? And she was phenomenal in it. That, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Jim Caviezel? He's always had like a villainous face to me. He was the villain in Deja Vu yeah. with Denzel. He was the villain in fucking uh, the Escape. But he's a hero in this. with Sylvester Stallone and Martin uh, Arnold really? Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I but, think I think he did so well in that role that like every time I see him, I'm just like this scumbag. This scumbag. Yeah. yeah. He's a good, he's hey, a what, good kind of, what kind of nefarious shit this motherfucker motherfucker up to here now? You know what I, mean? I always say because <laughs> how, how he played Reese in this series, and obviously this was before we knew about like the Batman TV rights and all that shit. But how he played Reese. I always thought he would have been cool as like the Arrow versus uh, Batman, and then later on, Michael Emerson came and you know uh, was on Arrow, which they Arrow just wasted Michael Emerson because Michael Emerson is an amazing actor, and he you know he plays super genius on Person of Interest, and he can like you know give this great dialogue and you know, the speed of light, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like they just had him playing some like generic like yeah ge- like generic sciencey bad guy and he wasn't like they just did they, they didn't know how to they didn't know how to write him they didn't know how to make him intimidating and then they killed him off really fast and replaced him with a villain who like wasn't as smart as him but somehow like outsmarted him is he just trying to he was just trying to get a paycheck though he was i don't know i think he thought it was going to be better than it was uh, I, I, at least i know we did <laughs> fans <laughs> oh that sucks <laughs> but uh yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, I want to catch up on Abbott Elementary before Taraji shows up, maybe. But that yeah, way, it's like one brand, like the brand new for you, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. you enjoy it, whatever. And I kind of can, 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 you know, have that feeling of, oh shit, now we know who Janine's mom is, oh, you know. Right. I did that shit with Prison Break. Remember Prison Break? That yeah, big ass show? never seen it. Never I've seen. seen it? Well, not let me not lie. I've seen it. I've, I've even seen episodes of it. My grandma used to watch Prison Break. You never too. watched it in sequential order. Never right? watched it in sequential order, and I've never like wanted to sit down and like watch it myself. We watched it. 
and it was fucking phenomenal. And then like the way it ended was like, damn, that's kind of like. That's... And then they brought it back. And then they brought it back. And then we we binged it like a week before that fucking thing came out. We didn't even realize it. It was like news to us, right? We're like, holy shit, they got a new season coming. That's crazy. And it was like fucking like almost like eight years later or some shit. Yeah. Right? And we finally watched it. We binged it. And then like a week later, the new one came out. And holy shit, that new one sucked ass. Damn. Oh my gosh, that was a horrible fucking idea. I don't know who the fuck came up with that idea. They, they might as well have not given us another season. That's how bad it was. Not saying that, but just, you know. Damn. Oh, yeah. Tragic. Tragedy. I've tasted the mouth about it now. I was just like, oh, that fucking I hate it. that. Sometimes, yeah. see, that's why you got to end certain things when, it, the, at the when right it needs time. to end. Yeah, yeah. I'm dealing with that with like, obviously everybody's gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, but I'm, I'm I, I may have said this on here before, but I've been watching Supernatural. Mm. And it's my first, <clears throat> it's my first watch through. Now I've just gotten to the point now where I, I'm watching it. I'm on season nine. Mm. And remind I, us what season that is. Like, give us a little quick, like, run through. Like, run. Okay, well. Because I don't want to say nothing if you're not on season, the season. I think you're out of here. Well, I'll just start where I start to have a little bit of an issue with it. Okay. I feel like, well, right off the bat, I wasn't too sure about season six. Which was. Which was right after they ended the main story. Lucifer gets locked away. They That's where the main story is supposed to end. Lucifer gets locked away. Dean's going to live a normal life. Sam is trapped in hell with Lucifer. That's kind of like they, the roles have reversed. And like that's kind of how the story's supposed to end. Now when we pick up on that and we see Sam is now back. And then we end up finding out Sam has lost his soul and all that. And that, that actually. That that season got saved by the twist that like Castiel was like the bad guy. Like, Castiel was, like, pulling strings, and, like, he was working with Crowley. Like, that was, like, a huge twist. And then, like, it, to me, that saved the season, and I'd give it, like, about an 8, anywhere from 8 to 8.5. The next season wasn't that impressive, but the Leviathans... Oh, my the, gosh, like, that fucking sucked. The Leviathans were a little... Not that, not they weren't that impressive. Some of their, some of their like tactics were cool, like how, like I did like. Uh, but it was just like business corporation shit, right? It was yeah, like but I got food I, and shit. I, I got the idea of it. Like it's like <laughs> this is like we're gonna turn because they like we're gonna turn like the like the they because they eat humans and shit like this. So they're like they're basically turning the world into like a big meat processing plant. Like I get the idea of it. Yeah, but did you see what you just said out loud? That seems so fucking stupid for a biblical fucking like monster thing. You know what I mean? That's yeah. dumb as shit. Like, yeah, because they were like created before the demons and shit. And I was like, <laughs> like, what wow. the, how is this their best like fucking like ace of their sleeve? But they it's were crazy. like, I guess they were so smart that like, because remember their whole thing was like they, they would they would they would like take t- uh, information like that. Like they, they could absorb information like super fast when yeah. they took got into your body. So like I feel like once they absorb, remember Castiel had all the information in the world. So when yeah. they were in, inside Castiel's body with all that information, then that's the, the with all the information they had, that's the plan they formed. And that is a little crazy, but yeah, <laughs> that I was like okay. But even then, they process everything. And realize I was like, Americans were just gonna eat. I was like, eat, that's eat. an old. That was an okay season. And then the, what the real shocking part of that season is that they, you know, spoiler for anybody who hasn't hasn't seen Supernatural. But the the shocking point of that season is when they kill Bobby in that season, right. and that's like what the fuck because you don't expect because um, Dick Roman shoots Bobby and you're like okay he got shot and then you're like holy fuck he got shot in the head and then you're like he goes through the whole thing and he's like running from the Reaper and stuff like that so you're assuming like like usual like you know they were get they were finding a way out of this I mean this is a show that literally comes it was one of the ballsiest things the show did by literally killing Bobby um, that was ball in the next season too but then that's when I started to have a problem season eight like season eight is like. When I started, I was like, season eight is just really, it just felt like it was just really all over the place. Like, it didn't necessarily know the story was going. It introduces the tablets that, that, that were written by the scribe of God. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sam and Dean, like, they're trying to figure that out. But then, it like, it, then they go into, like, a filler episode. Then it comes back to that. Then it goes to a filler episode. It didn't, it didn't flow well. Like, all of the other seasons, obviously, they had to. All right.
So Clint Eastwood, legendary Clint Eastwood, is supposedly going to be setting his final film at Warner Brothers. Oh yeah. What's your favorite Clint Eastwood movie? Bro? I have no fucking idea. No, I only oh. know my favorite Clint Eastwood line. Lucky, lucky. Well, are you punk? You know, I so I, I ain't going to front like I'm a huge you know Clint Eastwood fan. He's old. He's beyond her. He's before our time. Right. Like, no, no, no. I'll tell you, my favorite Clint Eastwood movie is Million Dollar Baby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I like Grand Torino. You ever so saw that one? That, Grant, he was like grandpa with a gun and shit. He, yeah, he was like an, he like fought in like the Korean War, he or whatever. Some, like gangsters and shit in that movie. He was yeah, he was a Korean he was a, a Korean vet. I mean, like he fought in the Korean War or whatever, and then like that entire neighborhood was just coming in with like Asian like refugees or whatever immigrants or whatever. So he was just like always sitting outside with like his get feeling lucky punks there. And he was just like Ugh. what? <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. Him being racist. No, no, no. See, it comes off like that at first, and then eventually he like Don't warms tell me up. He was right about them or some shit. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. He 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 starts to warm up because his own family is absolute garbage. Like he has no idea how. Like I think his wife had died some years before, so he was already even like more depressed. And his family was like they they were all piece of shits, right? And they were trying to move him into a fucking family home so they could take his house or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they were a huge piece of shits. And then, like, he meets his immigrant family, this, you know, Korean or Asian immigrant family. And he starts to warm up to them little by little. Uh, one of the kids, uh, they get into, they try to break into his house because they, he was, it, it, the kid wasn't a bad kid. He just, he needed protection because they lived in a really, like, gang-affiliated, like, fucking neighborhood. Oh, so he was trying to take a gun or something? He, he was, he broke into the old man's house, got caught. And then uh, he decided to make a deal with his, the kid's parents. Have the kid come over, do some chores to work off the shit that he broke, right? And then he starts to warm up to the kid, and the kid starts to warm up to him a little bit, but in Clint Eastwood style, you know what I mean? So it's not like Clint Eastwood was really smiling. This motherfucker, was, he was just snarling the whole movie. In there, but, but you can tell he's warming up to the kid. He also directed that movie. And it was a great fucking movie, dog. It was really good. This motherfucker, like, warms up to them. He defends them. He saves them. Ultimately, he, you know, ultimate sacrifice at the end to save this family and shit. It was fucking awesome. It was a great movie. So, yeah, they're saying that, because he had a, his last... Uh film that he uh, had come out was it came out like <laughs> HBO Max release or whatever and he's worked with Warner Brothers since uh, Gran Torino came out in 2008 mm. he's uh he actually literally has directed exclusively with Warner Brothers it's like uh, he's directed 10, 10 films since Gran Torino for them uh, some of those include Invictus Sully American Sniper and uh, Richard Jewell you know American Sniper was held at the Academy Awards and all that shit wasn't there's one? Wasn't there one that he did based off of like the terrorist uh, act that happened in like France or something, like on a train? Like these three American soldiers that were over there on vacation or something, or like one American soldier and then two friends that he was with, they stopped like a terrorist act on a train or some shit. It's like based off a true story. I thought Clint Eastwood was the one that did it. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. didn't see that one. I, I, he wasn't in it, but he, I thought he directed it. That's that's what my understanding of that movie was. Let's see. Yeah, look at that over great. Why are you looking that up, though? Apparently, apparently, um, when uh, David Zaslav and the crew came over and it became Warner Brothers Discovery, they were they were saying it was being reported that they actually uh, didn't they weren't looking forward to working with Eastwood anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, because I guess like the last movie that he made, it wasn't like it didn't. Uh, apparently, the the last regime he was saying like the, the last regime kind of maybe greenlit it just because of their history with him, not because it would make a profit or whatever. Right. And uh, David Zaslav quoted was quoted as saying, um, "We don't owe anyone any favors," but it says that uh, recent news suggests that the executive may have changed his tune. So these are the details on Clint Eastwood's uh, last. Are we still looking for that? that yeah, movie? yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. So 
Uh, as for the details regarding uh, Eastwood's latest project, this is, uh, I'm reading this article right here. Uh, it's rumored to be a thriller that's currently titled Juror Number Two. Story. The story is said to focus on a jury on a on a juror on a murder trial who realizes that he may be the murderer and struggles with the dilemma of turning himself in or manipulating the jury to get away with the crime. While Eastwood is adamant about writing and directing the film, it is it isn't certain whether Juror Number Two will really be his final project, though the film is being internally labeled as such. So I guess people in the company are calling his last film his last hurrah, but he has not come out forthright and said that. But he is ninety three. Yeah. Okay. So, sheesh, uh, ninety fucking three. Uh, yeah. So one of these movies. Yeah. Director Clint Eastwood. It's uh the fifteen seventeen to Paris. Okay. Yeah. 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 So here. No, I didn't see that. He actually casted the actual kids that were involved in that. Like, so the people that acted in this were the actual heroes that actually did it. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tell the acting was a little choppy-ish, but it's like, you don't, I didn't realize that until after the fact that it was actually them that played in that movie. That's got to be a little, um... Overwhelming, I Yeah, because it's like, I got to relive this again. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sure they didn't. You know, I mean, I'm sure it was. It wasn't like and a you know, forced like, thing. Clint, you know, Clint they like, said to do like he's on like he's on like a one take type of thing. Like he don't like redos. No, oh. and it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, it, again, when you realize that it's based off a true story, and these motherfuckers were actually these three kids that were on there. Hmm. But yeah, his last movie sounds like you get, you get juror number two. That sounds that sounds hella interesting. Like you know, you're a juror, you find out you could be the murderer or something like that, and like what? That sounds that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he, and it says like he has to decide whether he's gonna manipulate the jury to get off or like turn himself in and all that stuff. That's pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of like just this Batman comic book where um the Tom King did, where like uh, Bruce Wayne had jury duty. It was sure. during Tom King's run, obviously. But, um, <coughs> Bruce Wayne had jury duty, and it's, uh, the case is Mister Freeze, and Mister Freeze is arguing that like that like um he shouldn't be charged because, uh, when he was when he was when well. Not that necessarily this shouldn't be charged, but shouldn't be charged with the same degree because when he was apprehended by Batman, uh, Batman used excessive force against him, and like the <laughs> the, the the jury is like the jury is like what the fuck like Batman saved the city a billion times like he's a great guy like Mister Freeze is, is, a, is a criminal he's a murderer like who cares what he says and Bruce Wayne is there and Bruce Wayne they're all about to like fuck this Freeze is guilty we're, we're out of here in thirty minutes and Bruce is like no we need to go over this. And he questions whether, because this is during the time where he had lost Catwoman and stuff like that, after she left him at the, the altar and all that stuff. And he questioned whether he actually had used excessive force against Freeze. And this is a recent run. This was Tom. This was the the previous run before the one we have now. Okay. Well, this because now we're no Chip Zdarsky is is writing it now. Before him <coughs> it was Williamson. So this Tom King's was before Williamson. Right. This is the. Tom King's was the one that ended with Bane. Right. Okay. In, in Flashpoint. So, so it's pretty recent. Within recent years. Within recent years. Oh, okay. How did that turn out? Do you, you know how that storyline turned out? I can't remember. It was a, but it was, I remember, it's like a two or three issue uh, storyline, but it's, it's pretty good though. It was very well written. Hmm. That was like one of my favorite parts of his um, run. Well, let's get into this real quick and then this will, this, will, this will wrap it up. We talked about this actually before. We talked about this in a previous episode. We talked about this in Off the Mic. Um, because different uh, E3, we're talking about E3. Well, like everybody that was backing out, right? Everybody that was backing out of E3, and they were all going to start, you know, PlayStation having its own event, Xbox, Microsoft, they're having their own event, and all the Nintendos are having their own event, and it's like, what are they going to have to show? And I mean, we, we were talking about, like, I was saying, like... The fuck is left? Yeah, you're going to have to do something where, like, you have to have exclusives only at E3, but 
then again, it's like, you know, they don't have to do that. They can easily give all their exclusives to their own, you know, to their own event and everything. But if E3 has officially had to cancel the event this year. Yeah. And who knows? And this is, this was supposed to be its big comeback because it was actually, it's been gone since COVID. Yeah. So this is supposed yeah. to be the, like the big comeback and now they've had to cancel. This could literally be the end of E3, which is something that, that's been a part of our lives since we were, were kids. Oh, but I remember sheesh. talking to you about this and I was like, how long <coughs> do you get to monopolize though? I feel for them. I feel for them because it's like, damn, E3 is you know legendary. But it's kind of like... I'd always want to go since I was a kid. Like, yeah. Always yeah. Wanted always like, wanted oh, to man, go. That seems like fucking fun. So, but it's coming to an end because, like, how long do you get to monopolize that and have, you know, have a hold on it? Maybe if they had tried to work with them and say, you know, well, you know, let's do some kind of exclusive thing here or, you know, only at E3 you get to see this part of it or something like that. But, you know, it is kind of a smart thing. It's like, why we got to share the money with E3 or, you know what I'm saying? Or why we got we do our own thing. So, you know, right. unfortunately, that's just kind of the way these things go. I wonder how these events are going to go, though. I mean... Uh, it might. I mean, maybe they're saving money out the ass too. You know, right? These smaller events. Because I mean, you got to think about it. PlayStation, they drop, but like enough to you know do a whole event. Like, are there really that many great names that'll hold an entire event? You know, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this year, maybe because you got Suicide Squad, you got uh, Spider Man, right? And then what was it? we? Maybe if you drop some more news about the Wolverine game or whatever. I mean, so they got some things under their belt that could be like you know cool, right? You talk about more about Elden Ring DLC or something because that was a big game. Uh, you could talk about maybe Hogwarts Legacy DLC that's apparently coming out or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you can talk about things that you're expanding on with these big games and that that could be cool. But like, like before, like last year, aside from Elden Ring and like Assassin's Creed or whatever, there wasn't like that many games that I think could elevate or could like you know an entire event could hold. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like it'd be like a lot of no names and stuff. But I mean, it still might be cheaper for them. You know. I don't know. I like think... an in-house event, you know what I mean? You go for E3, but not E3, but it's like PlayStation. Like oh, they're doing like their own event. Own. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just like even if they don't got like strong names to put out there, it's probably still cheaper for them to do it like that. You know. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they figure if they, if, you know, PlayStation fans, if they're really into it, they'll tune in. If they won't, it's no money off our back. We did right. it. At, we did it at Sony, you know, Corporation or Sony headquarters. Right. You know. And they keep everything in house. Yeah. You know what I mean? They keep everything in house. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I feel like it's the end of an era, but, yeah. it, but it doesn't. That's like Comic Con ending, and then you you find out that DC does its own Comic Con with just DC stuff, or just you know Marvel does their own thing with just Marvel stuff. You know what I mean? It, I was literally thinking that, and it is similar. But I don't think Comic Con will go the same way. As no, 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 I'm not, I'm, I'm done. I was it was just an example. Just because like, there's yeah. so much other stuff that oh, goes yeah, into Comic Con. What? Like it's so much other other all these it's like countless fandoms that go into yeah, to, uh, yeah, yeah. to Comic Con. I want to go to Comic Con. I think. Whenever Three Geeks in the Pod starts to, you know, really take off, like, more and more than we wanted to. You talking about San Diego coming up? You just talking about any comic con? Oh, man. Because they got a con coming a up. A decent big one. You know what I mean? They got a pretty little... big con coming up in, um, this, this this month, actually. It's just, it's just going all the way to the other side of the United States sounds like a bitch, though. No, it's yeah, it's it's not that far. No, the San Diego one. About. Oh, the yeah, San Diego yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, it's heading all the way to fuck over there just for Comic Con. Yeah, like it does seem. It'd be like different if like I lived Comic Con. Like San Diego Comic Con is so massive. Like people don't really live. But it's not like it's not like going to like Comic Con like Miami or Tampa or something like that where you like yeah you still have to like you know get your reservations early and all that shit like that. But like San Diego Comic Con motherfuckers like like rent like hotels like and 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 fucking you know, cars and shit and, and all this other type of shit that you need to get ready for for San Diego Comic Con. They do that shit sometimes two years in advance. So, like, 
you literally, you know what I'm saying? You might not have a place to stay. Oh like and then, like, imagine you don't even get to see or buy whatever you want. That's such a bitch, right. though. That's crazy. Especially, and, you know, I mean, that's a bigger bitch for people from out like us that are in, like, you know what I mean? This side of the United States. It's like, ugh. It went all the way to fuck over there to not even see to the people. To not get everything see. and not who I would see who yeah, I want to see. And, none of the con- and then I find mean, out, or like, you know, people cancel the last second. Like, your mm-hmm. favorite comic book artist canceled. You're like, you son of a bitch. Like, all right. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do one that's like, you know. On this side of the United yeah. States, for sure. A couple hours. There's most. one not not too far. It's coming up soon. I'll send you the info on it and see if it's something that we could do. Okay. Because it's not... I think this one's supposed to have some pretty big names. I know John Bernthal's supposed to be there. Ooh. I know um, it's a couple of Marvel people in the building. I got to tell them that in the 70s, I could bench and squad and deadlift more than Man. Him. Probably bench, squad, and deadlift more than him now. Old string bean ass. He just plays a character. He ain't really that. He ain't really that character. I think you'd be underestimating a lot of these dudes, though. Like I do think you'd be underestimating. Nah, them. I, nah, I ain't saying I could beat his ass. I, I said I could lift more than him. I was gonna say I don't think this stuff. You don't want this. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I didn't we see might, that. That's like me walking up on Michael B. Jordan talking about I could fight you. Like no, 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 nah, no, no. I, no. I ain't say all that. Don't do that. Not saying all don't that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I just had to give him a run for his money when it comes to benching. What's up? Really trained for these movies. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Like I saw a video with like Will Smith. And it was like they had a gun. It was like a gun instructor in class or some shit like that. Or they were like looking at some guns. Mm. And one of the guys that was with him like picked up like the gun or whatever. He was like looking at it. And he was like going like this. And like, but the gun is like like pointing and like Will Smith snatches the gun from him. And then like like he fucking like you know like take it all like apart. This, yeah, like looks like, like checks it and, shit, and then like puts it and like turns it like the right way to like not facing him and shit like that that's hilarious and like people forget like this motherfucker has like had gun training for like 20 plus years because he's like every movie he's in like has to use guns Keanu yeah. so, Reeves too Keanu Reeves competes right yeah like, right. did you see those videos that he, of him getting ready in like the desert for John Wick they had that the whole like fake little dummy setup, and he was just yeah. like gun gun shotgun gun gun shotgun and then like assault rifle assault rifle handgun handgun it's just crazy the man don't play nah nah nah, nah bro. Ain't the man he, don't play nah bro people, people crazy be fucking around with some of these guys like Absolutely. Like breaking in their house and shit. But real quick, before we actually end, uh, here's a little bit of anime news. So, people that like solo leveling, we did get the, we got good news they're making the anime. We got the bad news that it's not dropping this year. It's going to drop sometime next year. But we got some real good news coming through right now. So, this, the solo leveling is actually getting a spinoff sequel. And it's going to, uh, the manga. Yeah, because it, it started off as a light novel, right? Before it actually started off as a manga or whatever. So light novel actually took off before the you know the manual. It was like already done by the time they started, right? A lot of these go hand in hand. Like the light novel will be like halfway through and then they'll start it. Whatever. This one was like basically done already years before they did the the, the actual the actual uh, man manwa I think it's called. Okay. Right. So they're actually doing a manwa on the main character's son. Mm, yeah. They did they did a bunch of side stories. I think like eight or nine side stories that they gave us, and they've been giving them giving it to us periodically every Wednesday for the last like month and a half. Uh, just side stories to answer some questions that you know close out some people's you know stories oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gave us that, which was awesome. I thought that's where it was going to end, but no. Apparently, the ending comes with an announcement that uh, that his son's getting a spinoff, spinoff mm-hmm. sequel, and they already had like a like a like a design for him or whatever. He kind of looks like the main character, just his hair is slightly different. Mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta check out the main series. Uh, it's 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 gonna be interesting. I won't ruin it then if you do plan on you know reading it, but it it is interesting to see where this is gonna go because of how the main story ends. So it's kind of just like, okay, all right, you know. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I love that shit. Oh, this is one of the greatest series ever. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's all I got. Let me check it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me check it out for sure. 
Also, I've been uh, this is this uh, just this a real <coughs> okay. side note because we we're talking about Boruto last episode. Mm. I started reading Boruto. You don't understand how frustrated I that I got to realize that like the Boruto anime turned <laughs> essentially two pages <laughs> of of the Boruto manga, two pages, not two not two chapters, two two pages into like seventy five episodes, like. <laughs> Like I'm like, you just <laughs> this shit makes no sense. <laughs> like, how the fuck did you turn two pages <coughs> into seventy five episodes? I was on like page three. I'm like, whoa, we're going to the training exams. What? That shit don't make no sense. They should be goddamn ashamed of themselves for that for that anime. I know everybody loves Boruto right now, but I'm on your ass right yeah. now because I just started the goddamn manga. I think it would have been great if they just gave us the if they cut out as much like that. There was too many fillers, man. I feel like they lost a chunk of their fan base because of the fillers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I I haven't watched the anime in forever, bro. I read it, but I haven't watched the anime in forever. I watched the key fights. The key fights is, is practically all I fucking really watch on the anime, bro. It was frustrating. They should have just stuck to the story. I don't. I don't I get it. They wanted to maybe give the manga a, t- a chance to catch up or get ahead of them, but it's just like that was a pretty big like that was that was a long time, bro. Seventy five episodes. I think it was probably more than that in fillers. Mm, it was like because they had some like can- anime canon stuff in there or whatever, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a huge chunk of filler in there. Like, Dog, that was a fucking episode that was about drawings. I'm an artist. <laughs> I'll tell you, that was the stupidest fucking episode I ever seen in my life. Did you see that one yet? No, no, I I, I, I gave up on them. Okay, all right. So I I, let me just I'm gonna break it down for you so you can hear how stupid it is, right? So Sai, remember Sai, right? The, mm-hmm. the guy that replaced. I Sasuke. figured this was yeah. about Sai. Oh, for it's sure. It's about his son. It's, it's about his fucking son. The weird combination of him and Eno's child. I don't know. I don't like the way they fucking designed that kid. It could look weird, right? So this kid came up with, I think, an ingenious idea. To be honest with you, instead of drawing his drawings in the battlefield, why doesn't he just print them shits out? And then add chakra to it in the middle of a battlefield. It'll save him seconds and then possibly ever dying in the middle of the battlefield. I thought that was actually kind of smart. This whole episode turned into like Sai being a... That's exactly it. Like that's not the passion's not behind it. So the jutsu won't work. And then it kind of kind of happened in the middle of him doing something. The jutsu wouldn't really work. And he was like, what the fuck? Why not? And then like Naruto's daughter won an art contest. Right? Even though she'd gone up against like a kajillion different artists. And like everybody was better than her. And then Sai was like, do you know why she won? He was like, because she's the Hokage's daughter, right? Which, again, pretty ingenious answer. I would have said the same fucking thing. <laughs> and realistically speaking, that's probably why she won. Because he was also one of the judges. So, like, it is, you know what I mean? Naruto's one of the judges. It kind of seemed unfair, right? Sai was like, no. It's because she put her love and heart into those fucking drugs, <laughs> right? And then he was like, what the fuck? He was like, you can learn something from this child. And then so he hung out with Baruto and Himawari or whatever for, like, a whole episode. And, like just her being a child and he was just like i think i understand we we the viewers have like no idea what the fuck happened that I, changed his mind i guess and like it, the freedom of being an artist like the i guess and then has. and then his jutsu started working perfectly again that's that wasn't a whole fucking 23 minute episode in that anime no that's not no <laughs> yeah bro i'll tell you like they lost a big chunk of their fan base bro there's no fucking way dog <laughs> you the, can't. the fact that I mean I think a lot of people who watch the the anime who may not know this just like like the first like fucking forty episodes of the anime they're not even out of the they're not even forty fifty episodes out of the, they're not even out of the academy no and none of them are real ninjas yet right that you don't see any of the anime manga no. the academy shit is not even in the manga nope 
you, you see characters along the way, and then the comments is like, oh, I haven't seen you since the Academy days. Yeah, That's kind of like, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like the president, you know what I mean? The chick with the long hair or whatever. I get the idea behind it, though, because I think, like, the idea is, like, when we got to Naruto Shippuden, we were like, where did all this, like, connection come from with Naruto and these certain characters? And they had to, like, show us through, like, flashbacks and stuff. So they're like, okay, well, let's let's show you all that stuff here now before we even get to the main story. God, that's too much. Which I think it was a mistake. Too much. They should have summed that shit up in like a three-part episode or something. Yeah. You know, like everybody got into a life and death situation together and now they're a team. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That would have made the most fucking sense. Not, not 75 episodes of individual fucking adventures. This shit crazy, bro. Shit fucking crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's all I got, bro. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right, cool, cool. Uh, so what time is it, bro? That's it. That's all I got. It's time. Time for what, my man? It's time. Hold on, wait a second. Actually, give me give me two seconds. All right, what you got? Give me two seconds, actually. <laughs> Did you just do something in Spanish? Are you trying to do this in Spanish? <laughs> okay, okay. That's, I kind of figured it's gonna that's gonna be hard to say. I kind of thought God that's what you were doing, but I didn't want to assume until you said that's gonna be hard to say. You gotta remember, Google doesn't translate things accurately. They translate it as you read it. So the, the phrase itself might be backwards or it might be out of order. Nah, that's how you say it. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm not going to try it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck it. <laughs> I was going to try it, but I ain't going to try that. So I'm going to get better at my Spanish. It's time. Time for what? You got to do like a Spanish accent or something. It's time now. <laughs> it's a time. <laughs> It is the time. It is the time. <laughs> time. All kinds of different accents. It is, it is time for shameless promotion. 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 I'm still working on commission. I don't got anything too crazy new because since I've been <coughs> since I've been sick. This fucking cough has been coming and going, to be honest with you. And it, it's been fucking with me pretty bad. So, like, I uh, take medicine. Medicine fucks with me. I can't even sit in a room that long to, to draw. But I'm still working on commissions and shit. So, I mean, as soon as I get, you know, get to a far enough point, I'll drop some videos of that. Um, you can follow me on my on my Instagram page, my art Instagram page at Young Wolf Arts. Everything's fucked correctly. Uh, on the case, letters, all of it. Um, I mean, that Naruto piece that I made... Right, the one where it's collage of Naruto's and shit. I'm just gonna say it here, bro. That shit's probably like my most like viral fucking video, dog. Like that shit got let's see, that's seven thousand eight hundred and something views and then a thousand four hundred and fifty two likes. That's like my most like fucking like looked at and touched that video. Well, not looked at. I have a, I have other shit that's made it to like twelve k and shit. But likes, no, nah, that's like the most. So I can see people like the, anime fan art more than anything else, obviously. I think probably I, I might have found a niche and might might be with that for <laughs> a while. A as soon as I'm done with commissions, I might just go back to some anime again. Uh, that's all I got, bro. What you got? All right. Oh, guys, per usual, you can find me on Instagram at sunjg. That's S zero N J G. I'm not gonna say it again just because it's easy to remember yeah. and uh, <laughs> you can fucking rewind. I don't fucking have to do that again. Um, <laughs> three geeks in a pod spelled correctly on Facebook. Um, Three three geeks in a pod spelled correctly on TikTok. John George is ninety six on TikTok. Uh, what else we got? Our Instagram page. Our Instagram page. Help me with that. What's that? It is the number three. The word geeks underscore i n a for in a underscore pod p o d. Okay. 
that what he said. Yes, sir. And again, nice. not going to repeat it because he's right. Fuck you. Just rewind it. That's all we got. We are getting the fuck out of here. Now, and when I come back, I will learn how to say shameless promotion in Spanish. <laughs> I will. But for now, adios, cabrones. Can you say cabrones with an S? Is that like, is that a plural yeah. thing that you can do? Cabrones. It's like more than one person. Okay. Adios. Cabrones. There we go. There you go. Cabrones.